I'm Steven Zuber. I'm Jess Dickey. Remember that time we had that podcast episode about difficult discussions? Yeah. 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 Now we're going to actually have to have one of those and it sucks. And I guess we're going to find out if we are any good at being rationalists and shit. But that's why we're starting with two awesome things at the top. Yeah, let's do the awesome w- things first. With one minor small thing. I'm getting over a cold, so I might sound a little nasally or snuff or something. I'll try not to sniffle into the microphone. And cool. I'm on testosterone, so my voice is probably going to break. You are already? Yeah. Oh, I thought you didn't start that until after the harvesting thing. I got my first shot Saturday. Oh, all right. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. I never had, I got all those videos when I was in sixth grade about like, oh, during puberty, your voice will break. You'll have wet dreams. I, I'm still waiting for all those things to happen. <laughs> your voice never broke? Like my voice is deeper, but I never had, hmm. I don't, I mean, I've had cases oh, had where like, puberty. that happens yeah, now where, where once in a while my voice will, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, it'll catch wrong or something. Right. But I never went through that phase like we had in the little education videos where it's constantly fluctuating. All right. I never had that. You had, you got off easy. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, well, I, I also never really got a mature adult body, so... Yeah, maybe in your <laughs> maybe 40s you're going to suddenly, yeah. like, reach adulthood. Yeah. We'll see. Well, for, some, we'll say, hey, for six months in the air, go, hi, I'm Stephen Zuber. God, <laughs> like, Morgan Freeman afterwards. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so the two exciting things. Um, I got married almost three weeks ago. Woohoo! Congrats. Su- it was super awesome. Yeah. It was great, beautiful, was, and fun. I was in the ceremony, so I can confirm it was super awesome, and it... it it actually felt good to be there, despite the fact that Stephen was going against my firmly given advice. Well, <laughs> you never advised me not to get married. You, well, you had your general advice about it. Yes, yes. And yeah. when when I, I even I even asked your candid thoughts, and you had said that your situation I think works for you or something. You, you gave some some nod that said you were okay with it. Right. Well, if you, I get married, I want to stage a thing where when they do the whole, does anyone object to this marriage? That like you stand up and just read your blog post <laughs> in its entirety. I have a four thousand word screed. That's awesome. We didn't actually do the object thing. My my aunt officiated, and if you want to sign on the paper, we're on the license under uh, ordainer or whatever like thing. You have to be an ordained minister, mm. and uh, so she became an ordained minister of the Church of the Latter Day Dude. And so did I. But it's a latter day dude. Yeah. Is but this it, like a reformed church of the dude? And I think it's just, it's also called dudism. But yeah, on the certificate okay. that I got, it says latter day dude. So. so there's no orthodox dudism that it was rebelling against. Not that I'm aware of. Was okay. she wearing a bathrobe and no. like drinking a white Russian because. That's how you can tell they weren't orthodox. She's never no even seen bathrobe. the Big Lebowski. But oh no, it, you gotta show it to her. Then. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to her as a gift. They're yeah. getting so lax nowadays, man. I know. They let people who haven't haven't even seen the movie become ministers. That if you read their website, which is just dudeism.com, that totally fits with their vibe. That's their, <laughs> the whole Actually, chilling. that that is pretty appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so the two reviews I got from the wedding were, uh, Inyash had said this actually made me a little less hard against marriage, which uh, or a little softer or something. It was. Maybe yes, maybe maybe, yes. maybe that was the the love of the moment. Maybe you've you've hardened again in the last few weeks, but I, no, it was it was nice. I still think it's a bad idea in principle, but you guys seem great, and yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, well, and then Matt Freeman was there. Well, this might be personal. I'll leave. I don't know. Well, if, if it is, he was said it to me. You you, you, wrote, you might have been around. We'll we'll take his name out. Okay. So uh, a person said to you. Yes, a person said to me, who I'm leaving anonymous, whether just in case you know who you are. Um, he had said he's been a part of, or he's been to five weddings and this is the only, this is the only one he's cried at. So I count that as a win. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great. Really fun time. And I went to, uh, an all-inclusive resort in Cancun for 
four days, five nights afterwards. What does all-inclusive mean? I'll t- I'm about to tell you. It is so <laughs> awesome because I had a coworker who was at Burning Man that week. Uh-huh. So picture Burning Man and then the exact opposite of that in every way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was there sand? I was about though? to say. <laughs> was there what? Was there sand? Because I think that there was probably sand. There in was sand, but it was within 30 feet of the beach. Okay. And, and so you're at the sand, beach. Yeah, beach sand is different from playa sand. Yeah, it's fun. And it's not, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's also less acidic, right? Yeah. Like, like it doesn't yeah, the, the, your eyes. The temperature varied from like 80 at night to 84 during the day. Oh, and right. as opposed to like 50 at night, 115 in the day. <laughs> um, rather than having to like bring all the subsistence and supplies with you we just brought clothes and and bathing suit and like you bring i don't know it's like a i think the fair the fair tipping amount is like a buck every two drinks Mm -hmm. um so we'd just sit by the pool people would come by all the time to ask if you want more drinks you give them a buck you get two drinks you don't you don't have to tip it then you're a jerk but yeah it was (laughs) and we left our bed we left the hotel room once for breakfast just to see what was at the buffet like so all inclusive means you don't pay for food or drinks while you're there unless you want to buy super expensive wine or something uh-huh. um and you get room service whenever you want and mm. it was amazing like you could just sit there by the pool you could hear the you could hear the ocean and it was adults only so there's no screaming fucking kids awesome. all the time um kids can be fine and great but they're not they're <laughs> not awesome they're great. not awesome for a relaxed vacation uh for bystanders so yeah. yeah did you do any like seeing the ruins or that kind of stuff we didn't get around to it i think but snorkeling no we just spent the whole time just hanging out i think we're, we're gonna go back next year this was awesome yeah so that we'll sounds probably, like a really great vacation though it, it literally really do nothing yeah enforced nothing doing and there are enough restaurants in the resort hotel thing to like that we only went to the same place once twice what am i yeah we went to we duplicated a, a stay at one one place once because i wanted to go back there for more sushi because it was like really good yeah so Dang, like yeah it was it was great <laughs> you can do this without getting married you know yeah yeah, i know but i mean i keep thinking about like i was all around marriage is this outdated social thing and who cares it's not a, anyone's business whether i'm going to commit to this person or not now i'm like i'm sure my friends are getting married and they get lots of gifts and money and then they get to go on a long ass vacation and throw a big party and like when do I get to do this? And then you get to have a bridal shower. And then if you have a kid, you get to have a baby shower. And then you just get more fucking gifts. Like, I had to buy all my own cutlery. We we didn't register. We didn't make a registry because we had all the stuff we wanted. Like the, <laughs> the and and it depends on it depends on the the circumstance. But I think the idea comes from like the fifties where she's moving out of her parents. I know house, they're both eighteen. And I'm moving out of my my bachelor pad. <laughs> yeah. And then like all right, we need like a couch and a you know a bed and cutlery literally because I literally yeah. everything to like populate a house because we're both eighteen. Exactly, <laughs> we've been lived together for eight years. So as far as like the big party and stuff, like I I was won over by it a because. I think it was important to her and that made it important to me. But then why it was important to her became clear to me. Just it's, it's not about like, like it's not their, it's not really their business, but that's not the point. It's us saying, Hey, everyone come listen to us. Tell, tell you how much we love each other. And this is about us. And it's a lot of fun. So that was the whole thing. And it was from noon to four, like a hard ending at four, which was great. So that like people could still have their Friday afternoon. Nice. Um, yeah, it was a really good time. It was that a good was, wedding. That was the first bit of good news. Oh, despite the fact that I'm like trying to hedge and not say good things about marriage, it was a good wedding. Thank you. <laughs> and you, you're not inconsistent if you say that like anything about this was nice. You can, you know. <laughs> How dare you, Stephen? Invite me to this party. <laughs> Give me free booze. I. Uh, oh, the second piece of exciting news before we get down to the the nitty gritty here. Um, we are in pre pre-production for the we want more podcast 
For a while, it was not going to happen because I hadn't heard back from my prospective co-host, which, when you think about it, is the best time for him to drop out Like right. before we had recorded anything, right? Yeah. If you quit in eight months, then we're just like, great, well, there goes two-thirds of the book or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it just turned out my emails to him went to his updates folder and not his primary inbox in, G- in Gmail, so we thought I'd ghosted him. But no, his, <laughs> we were back in touch. I'm working on drafting our first episode. I think there's going to be some sneak peek teaser things coming out in the next few weeks i'm not sure when this episode's coming oh, out so that's neat this episode uh, is coming out in three weeks okay so three and a half weeks there might be three something weeks. right around when this one comes out maybe the week oh. after that's actually sounds like a good a good date to commit to because i can release yeah i think i think it'll probably be weekly but i'm not 100 percent sure about that so, right, so i'm super weeks. excited about it and yeah. if there's anything i can do to help you with it there I will be wanna... and there is and yeah. this will be great so yeah all right Fuck yeah so I can't wait to listen to this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope not to disappoint. This isn't. This is going to be modeled after the very famous and popular and well done series we've got Worm, where Matt Freeman led Scott Daly, who had never read Worm, through the book by kind of just being there while he read it, and you know, kind of uh, lobbying lobbying ideas, you know, like and snippets out of the chapter and stuff. You, yeah. you know, what do you think and about like this? Just both of them being fucking amazing at literary analysis, like it it put so much added value onto the experience of worm and worm is so good i know worm and ward and all vile those writings and then having like really thoughtful funny intelligent people uh do this like deep dive and uh. see that, that's what i'm worried about is they set the bar really high and i'm emulating that bar but i'm none of those things <laughs> so i'm i'm, I'm gonna lean I on brian a lot short. i, I um, agree and yeah. i'll be able to talk about the story but as far as analysis he'll probably point out be like oh did you notice this I'm like no nah, man that's fucking dope that's why you but got him on board that's, right that's what it's there for and so. like you've read it before so you can go to him like did you notice this yeah, I'll have all the the insight from having read about the book for the last few years too. So that's gonna be hard too to not like, because there's so much that's in the early stuff that pays off much later that you can't tell him, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. but like Steven, you're the one that like is really hardcore about spoiler protection, right? Oh yeah, well, so and, and I, I trust you to be able to like keep a lid on it. Well, there's also the concern that like just anything that I point out would be like, okay, this is this is significant because Steven put it in the notes, right? So if he mm. reads too much into that. So it'll just be really small, general things, right? I think that's going to be part of the challenge. I was talking with Matt about this, how to coordinate, you know, on because I'm playing the part of Matt in this show, so he's a good person to offer advice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's a big part of it. Like any any quote I pull out might be, you know, take a double take from him to look at and be like, okay, maybe there's something here. Why do you pull this quote? Right. I was actually no, I'll, like, I'll I was so impressed when I was listening to the We've Got Warren, which which did that format of the one person had read it. And the other person, like the entire thing, the other person was reading it for the first time. And Matt was so good at just poker facing, like audio version. Yeah. Occasionally when like, it would be like, man, this thing seems really significant. I wonder if this thing's going to happen. And he'd just be like, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it was was hilarious. (laughs) Occasionally Scott would pull these fucking rabbits out of his hat and just be like, how did you you get there? Yeah, yeah, He he missed a few. They actually kept a chart that I followed. But even the stuff that Um, was wrong was like what if that had happened that's such an interesting like i want to read the version of the story where this is the case yeah it was really good yeah but all right oh we got dog oh, stuff dog attack time for your time stamp yep unless we want to interview the dog oh hey doggy what, what do does you think the dog about think rationality about gender yeah what, you, what are your thoughts on gender come here the dog says i don't know i just hump things actually she doesn't hump things does she she doesn't hump things yeah Oh, <laughs> that was almost like a triple sound. Oh, you're the opposite oh, oh, of tired oh, from hey, your walk. Don't, don't be touching the computer, man. That's going to fuck shit up. 
Yeah. You can you can molest the other two hosts. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh. Oh, she loves you too, and she loves stepping on your laptop so much. I want to eat it. I want to eat it. I want to lick all the electronics. Go get him. Puppy, Drake wants you. Go see Daddy. Nope, nope. She knows that we're recording. Oh! <laughs> that was half amazingly graceful and half just like really derpy, and I love it. Yeah. Dogs are great. I saw, her, I saw her dive off the Where's stairs Daddy? once, chasing a ball, like oh, sideways <laughs> off. You see the did like a matrix flip. I did feel left <laughs> out. Thank you. Now see, go get him. <laughs> go get Drake. See the uh, the the Jasmine picture go right there, um, to the right of the stairs. Okay. She leapt off the stairs at about that height when the ball bounced off the stairs and into the kitchen and kind of like sort of landed on one arm and like down onto her chest and smacked her face on the ground. She was like, I don't care. And he jumps up and goes after ball. That's the thing that I was talking about with pain. Like, I, I feel like I've seen dogs do shit like that and actually like break an arm and then they're oh, still shit. just chasing a ball. Yeah. It's like, ow, but I got to get this ball. <laughs> I'll worry about this pain. He says, like, I swear oh I'll gosh. be good, dear. Once dinner has been secured for my family, then Thanks, I will buddy. worry about the pain. <laughs> yeah. I'm being excluded. Discrimination. <laughs> Speciesism. That's right. She, we, she has nothing we want to hear. <laughs> nothing that makes for good podcasting. Yeah. I don't know. That sound that she made was really cute. It was. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> my too bad we didn't get that on mic. My brother's dog does like this, like, and it's like really cute. It's like it's a just little like, noise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a howl, but with like a, like an actual, like throaty <laughs> undertone. It's really cute. Cool. All right. <sighs> so now to the less fun stuff. Is this yeah. where we put the trigger warning? It doesn't have to be that less fun. And yeah, we can trigger warning it. But trigger I... warning. We're going to talk about genders. All of them. <laughs> and if you're triggered by that, then tune out. This is not the podcast for you. Yeah. So... My, I don't want to like set the tone for the whole conversation, but it's not as dark and grim as I think you guys are making it out to be. This is an interesting thing to talk about. I don't know a lot about it. And I'll say from the outset, I think a lot of my, like, miss, my, my inability to quite grasp a lot of this stuff, which I've been, you know, trying, not, well, not that hard. I've been um, learning about over the last few years, but part of it is from just like a borderline sociopathic disregard for what other people think. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and Yes, that, that comes from, like, the privilege of not being in an attacked group, but I've definitely felt, like, unsafe and, you know, harassed and stuff. Um, so, like, it's not... Like because of your gender, or...? Uh, yes. At some point. I went I went to middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Everyone gets attacked. Yeah, like, it's... I mean, it's the so... the equalizer. Yeah. school. Exactly. It's terrible um, for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just, like, I mean, if, if somebody... And, and I get if I was, if I was struggling with an identity or something, or I, you know, whether it was just from trying to figure out who I was or from people being dicks to me my whole life. And somebody said, excuse me, sir, on the, or excuse me, ma'am on the train. And like, if someone said that to me now, I'd be, you know, I'd like, all right, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't know who you are or whatever. Um, I'm, I really got nothing that people do to me that bugs me. Um, like, unless they're being rude by, and by rude, I mean like not even to me, like yesterday on the train, it's like it was so rude in your presence yeah it was so crowded that people were standing and there were these two girls or these two female presenting humans who <laughs> um they were sitting it doesn't the, the the trains were two seats that face each other on each side right mm-hmm. 
So they had their feet up on the seats across from them mm. and their backpacks next to them. Okay. And they just sat there and talked loudly diagonally to each other the whole time, right. ignoring the fact that there's a press of bodies nearby, like of people who like, you know, like to sit down, like yeah. cripples like myself who, who, you know, I had to walk a mile and a half to the train station because the usual one I had wasn't working. So oh, like, damn. not a huge deal, but it was like, I was really looking forward to a sit and I didn't get one because they were sitting there being as rude mm. as possible. So that bugs me. Yeah. But it wasn't because they said anything to me. No, but um, I mean, like, I guess there is the, you're kind of saying that. I'm not part of an oppressed group, but you do have an invisible disability. Yeah. That's a pretty rough position to be in. Uh, I know a lot of people that have like various autoimmune things or various forms of strange rheumatism or arthritis where I'm in constant pain and yet I look normal and I can actually walk around and sometimes I can completely function like a normal person. So then like if I ask for special accommodations, people think I'm being a wuss. Like uh, one of my friends had to use a cane for a while because she couldn't walk. And was getting made fun of by people calling her a special snowflake oh my god because wow. like she looked like she i think she was actually in her 30s but she looked like she was in her 20s or teens at the time it's just like look That's at you up. like and she had a cool cane i mean she was goth so she had like a cane with like a demon head or something on it because mm. like why not yeah and if it looks decorative maybe people are thinking it's just some you know ornament or something but yeah. i've actually thought about using a cane so i can get a seat on the train most times but it's not worth it to me for the effort plus i don't know where i'd put it at the office and yeah. i don't want to attract the attention and, and i also don't need a cane yeah well the attracting attention part apparently people go out of their way to be dicks to you like if mm. you're somebody that can walk ever but have mobility issues and occasionally need to use a wheelchair People will give you shit if you get up and walk out of the wheelchair. Like, yeah, I can I, I can see that <laughs> from from, really from dick bags. I I do I will say that every time I'm on the train, if somebody comes on who clearly needs a seat, people somebody will quick these these two girls wouldn't because they're rude, but they <laughs> you know someone else will get up right Everyone away and be like, here have have assholes. a seat. Um, so at least train etiquette is, exists. So I think I'm like the exact opposite of you, which is probably why I've been dreading this for, I don't know well over a year i'm not sure how long exactly i've been dreading it but i have like almost a pathological need to be liked by people and uh and so this has been like really shitty and i finally like broke and make a blog post about it and then then that's how i guess all this happened so now it's coming out and that is why i have this feeling of dread and despair about the whole episode but maybe it won't be that bad although back up you were saying you're the exact opposite what do you mean as far as oh because steven said he has like the the almost sociopathical Uh, not caring about what other people think and like i would like to get that i have this friend (laughs) have you met chris before maybe i have this friend chris coolest guy in the world like came from it doesn't matter he's 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 just chill as fuck (laughs) And one of my best friends, and he's he says there's exactly four people in the world whose opinions I care about, and I'm one of them. <laughs> there you go. And and that's actually a philosophical thing for him. He's like everyone should care about their own opinion, and too many people don't. And he's got a whole thing about it. But like, he's polite to people. He doesn't go out of his way to offend anyone. But like, if someone doesn't like something, he's just like I just I don't care about your opinion. So, whatever. Yeah, I like. And I wish I could be that way. My my perspective isn't so much like a disregard for other people's opinions. It's more of their like I want to be well regarded. Mm. Um, you know, I want my 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 peers to think well of me. I obviously care what you guys think of me. I care about my friends and family and the people that I care about think of me. Yeah, but is that but, because you care about your own social status or because you care about this person because you like them? Well, it's, like it, it almost seems more like with you guys, it's because I like you. With my with my coworkers, yeah, okay. it's purely for status. Like, <laughs> I mean, I they're well, they're nice. I like them, us. and we're friendly. But like, I mean, we're not like friends, which mm-hmm. is fine. I it you know you don't get you don't get like friends at every yeah. office. It just you know we're we're friendly. We get along. That's uh, that's all that really matters to me. But like, if I learned that 
my one of my guys didn't really like me that well but as long as we could maintain a professional relationship then hey that works for me mm. um and i i'm also like i try to go out of my way to be nice all the time to everybody right mm. so it's not like my disregard of of people's opinions of me like i'm do i'm like i consider I'm, you a very kind person uh, yeah so what i was, what i i'm my my disregard for their opinion of me isn't reflected in me like being mean to people no. it's it's more like if if someone I guess like if someone's like, mean to you just fucking randomly yeah if somebody pulls their car up to you and is like hey your hair's shit <laughs> and you suck then you just be like whatever bye kind of yeah like <laughs> yeah I, so i wish i could be like that because yeah. if somebody was just randomly harassing me i'd be pretty upset about it like, even though it makes no sense like i drive a pretty shit car if people's if someone's giving me garbage about it at the stoplight i would just i i i don't know what i would say i, don't, I probably wouldn't respond to them you know in the moment or i'd say thanks or something you know <laughs> but like i i don't I can't imagine that getting to me. And Could it's like, I, I drive this car because it's cheap. You drive an expensive car because you have different priorities than I do. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, Can so, I share something that's like tangentially related just yeah, real quick? But before I come off like a psychopath, I just wanted to say really quick that I, I, I do nice things to put out niceness into the world. Yeah. So like, I, but it's, as I want to make clear that my, my, my tendency to like not care about people's position on me is, isn't be, me disregarding them too, right? Them as people. It's just me disregarding like, I don't, you know, if someone can't, I don't, yeah, like you said, someone it's hates you not my being hair. like over, like preoccupied or yeah. like, yeah, I, I think I am pathologically like, like what you're saying, Inuyash, kind of upset by or like concerned about what people think. I wish I could be more the other direction. I don't know how this turned off for me because I was that way up until several years ago, but I didn't mean huh. to, yeah. I hope I make that change. But, <laughs> uh, oh, it's just a, it's just a dumb joke, I guess, but it's something my dad told me. He said that he was stuck in traffic one time and people were honking horns and like doing the thing that. It makes no fucking sense to me, but they get all irate and then they start honking horns and yelling at each other like they think it's going to fix the traffic. And some guy was like honking his horn and cursing and screaming and just being really like verbally abusive. And then this other guy rolls his window down and goes, oh, and I had always spoken so highly of you. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just been waiting to use that. That's a good one. I, yeah, I just I've been, been keeping that one. <laughs> yeah, keep it keep it in your back pocket. I I was in a traffic incident on the way back from Fort Collins a couple months ago, and it took us. There was this like quarter stretch mile where it took us forty five minutes because they'd closed two of the lanes, and everyone panics, doesn't know what to do, and people were leaning out the car window like bumming cigarettes from each other and chatting and just like hanging out. So there was mm-hmm. a nice camaraderie. It was the exact kind of opposite of pissiness. <laughs> but speaking of of difficult <laughs> of of of, of, <laughs> of I don't know angry stuff or whatever uh so the, the the topic i keep getting us off of it so i'll try and push us back on um yeah so you wrote some but i thought were were well re- they were an expression of where you're coming from on this issue stuff and right. so for someone to say oh they weren't well reasoned it's like it's your position it's your feelings like you can't say your feelings aren't you can't say someone's feelings aren't well reasoned maybe if you if you, they were based, you can't on, say that they're not feeling their feelings. Right, you can, but you can't say, "Hey, look, your your or your feelings are wrong." Yeah, your your you can say your feelings are based on inaccurate stuff. If like someone's saying, "I stay up at night because I'm terrified of of asteroid impact or something," it's like you probably don't have to lose any sleep about that right now, right? Yeah. So th- then they can calm down because their feelings are based on something that's not true. But you're 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 internalized. This was a really well thought out. I read them twice because I thought they were really good. Wow. Um, 
that I read them more times than that. Well, I'm, they're also really short. So they're, they're, you wrote three short posts that came up. Um, somehow I think gender stuff came up on the Yeah, Discord. by the way, I don't think we've said the G word. We're talking about gender in this episode. <laughs> no, we, we, we dropped the trigger warning at the top. Yeah, That's but true. we didn't um, say what the topic was. We just alluded to the fact that it's upsetting and then went on a tangent about cars and stuff. We, like we, we said, do. We said gender, but... Did we? Um, okay. we said the yeah. word gender. Yeah. yeah. So gender identity, gender politics, and gender, gender science things. and all that stuff. No, I think gender but, science is going to be next episode. If there's, if there's, I have good so points. much to say about that, and we need a whole episode for it. <laughs> if there's good points for sound bites where you're like, oh man, there's a quick three, you know, quick scientist in, in science interjection here that can resolve this. Quick then science please. interjection. Did you know that you could be X X X X Y? I did know that because you told because I told you. No, no, no. I've known this. Oh, for a you while. knew this. Okay, yeah. cool. It's, I knew that. It's not that uncommon knowledge for anyone who's like. I thought you were going to say it's not that thing. uncommon. It was actually oh, no, no, incredibly it's uncommon. uncommon. Like, but it's, the knowledge is not uncommon for anyone who's had these talks. I think Jamie Lee Curtis has a Y chromosome, right? Really? The actress? Yeah, it's possible. I, I think know. I think they have a congenital... Um, oh, C-A-I-S. Unres- is that the unru- unresponsiveness adrenal, to... Uh, no, androgen. Ad- con- yeah, androgen and sensitivity. Yeah. yeah. So, so they so they didn't, she, she Jamie didn't... Jamie Lee Curtis. I, now, we should check her Wikipedia before I keep spreading this, but I at least yeah. heard that and I believed it, so... Yeah. Um, but I heard yeah. that 15 that years ago. that one's pretty common. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. But... I'm curious how all that stuff ties into gender gender stuff, but it, the 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 beginning of this conversation was I think it came up on the Discord, and then either you or somebody mentioned was your it, blog. Yeah, was it directly in response to your yeah. posting? Apparently, was, some people on our Discord it? follow my blog, and so someone directly brought that up and okay. was like, "Hey, about this thing you said." Well, in in your defense, you didn't post it to the Discord. You you no. use your blog for your expression quietly in the corner. Yeah, we it's barely talk like your about journal. it on the podcast. Yeah. It's, it's less my journal now than it used to be. When I first started it, I just put all my stuff there as a stream of consciousness dump, you know? Uh, and now that there's actually... I want to be able least, to do that. I, well, now that there's several dozen people reading it on a regular basis, I don't do that anymore. I still, like, post things, but, like, this is something... If this was just my journal, I would have written about this at least a year ago. But I just kept well, hiding it because I knew that, well, there's some people that read my stuff. And at least a year ago, you did write, I remember, a post about hating your gender. Yes, yes. And I remember that one being really sad for me to read because it was, it was actually like uh, the lived experience of a lot of guys that I know and oh. kind of my own experience, which is weird. I guess I'll get to, but yeah, like I read that one too, and it was a bummer. And it's mm-hmm. I, I think we talked about it a little bit off off air at some point. And it's I, and maybe it was me trying to convince you that like fuck all those people, man. <laughs> like pe- people are gonna be people. They're gonna they're gonna think and do dumb shit. But like at the end of the day. I mean, you just do you and try to be happy, you the know? The problem is that I believe it, right? Like, statistics don't really lie. Men are more violent, and they are generally the predators. And just because it's only a small fraction of them doesn't mean that anyone is wrong if a man is walking behind them during the night hours. Sure, sure. But, I mean, that's... So, but that's all, shitty, all that but means it's also a fact. People have uncomfortable associations about you. Is, it, so you're saying that it bums you out that people have uncomfortable associations about you? It, well, yeah, it bums just, me just out that I'm part it. of the predator class. Well, like, sure, I guess, but I, I'm not challenging that, that fact. I'm more just like, I'm trying to figure out why that should bother anybody. Like, that's like someone should feel bad for being black or, or American Indian or something. Oh, I feel super do. bad for being white. Yeah, well, so pe- people, people tell me I should feel bad for being, for being white. But, like, I don't get to pick my parents. Yeah. Right? right? So, like... No, I know, like, I, it, it, rash, it's, uh, it rationally doesn't make any sense, but... And also, I, I've, I've seen people who have like the white guilt thing, yeah. and it's it makes no fucking sense to me. I like if anything, now, this like... is my trump card for that. I keep this in my back pocket. I lost my great, 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 
maybe one more great grandfather lost his left thumb fighting for the North in the Civil War. Right. Like, you know, Something. so I'll, you know, I'm not sure what that cost him in terms of livelihood, but, you know, he, he and I know they were farmers. So, like, how do you do that with one hand? Yeah. Um, so he, he sacrificed a good portion of his of his adult pro- proficiency to to help, you know, liberate the the I mean, you know, you, you fight for your country, et cetera, all that stuff, too. Yeah. But there's I don't and I never met Major Gilmore, but there's a there's a that's actually his first name, not his position in the military. His um, name is Major. Yeah. That's um, amazing. So, you know, I don't know if he was if he was anti-slavery, but I suspect he probably might have been if he was half as cool as my great grandpa. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my Quaker ancestors were abolitionists, but I still feel bad because I also still um, benefit from white privilege and so forth and so on. I, Which I don't get to choose, but I mean, it still kind of feels shitty, you know, like that the same way it feels shitty when I pass some homeless person and it's like probably life circumstances made it so that I have a job and can afford stuff and you can't like that sucks. doesn't mean that I'm bad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I am a psychopath because I mean, yes, there, no, there, there are privileges and stuff that you get from from everything in every walk of life. But and it depends on, you know, there's it's. Privilege is its own whole magic word that we could do an episode on, but yeah. I don't I, think you're a psychopath. I think you're healthy. I think the rest of us who hate what we've been born into are the ones that have issues. Yeah, I would say that if if I could tune down my level of disconnect like by two notches, that'd be great. Mm. Um, well, I don't know. Like, say you were in the world of Avatar: Last Airbender and you were born into the Fire Nation, should you feel bad just because you were born into the Fire Nation? Right. I don't think so. Right, but you know. A lot of people would. Well, so what... Like, what, if I was in the Fire Nation, I would feel bad for it. What you do instead is try to lobby from within to make the Fire Nation less shitty. And yeah. make it better to the people that it's subjugating until they can find a way to get things better, right? Right. So, like, that's what you can do if you're... To, to the extent that I, I, I wield any power as of white privilege, I do it by not being a dick to people. And, yeah. and I call people out on their bullshit if I can, right? Which is um, doing, doing good. That's that's all that one can do. You know, what am I supposed to do? Like, just well, you, you know. can do a lot, but I mean, that's also, like, you can go healthy. way above and beyond and like yeah. self-sacrifice yourself to death, which I don't think is good either. Well, that's that's my thing. Is yeah, so like beyond that, or just like I don't know, making a YouTube video of you whipping yourself, saying I'm really <laughs> sorry. Like, what are you sorry for? I don't but, know. But that's why I'm saying like those of us who have this internalized guilt are the ones with the issue. But you know, it doesn't make it go away to know you have it. That's fair, and I. I so we've spent a long time getting around it. So I guess what what was the crux? If you feel like either I can try and summarize oh. it, Justin, I can try and summarize well, it, hang or on. you can. The fact yeah. that you use the magic word crux. So Ooh. I wanted to see if we could try to double crux this issue because I don't think that we've actually really come across a topic that we disagree on <laughs> between the three of us. Okay. And I know that that makes for kind of like a boring podcast sometimes where it's like what do you think about ubi i'm for it i'm also for it and i'm for it too let's all talk about how we're for it so uh but yeah uh, 2020 to for the listeners who haven't heard of this or if you guys aren't super familiar with it i'm not either by the way so uh double cruxing is one of cfar's techniques for overcoming bias and specifically this is how you have a productive argument about something you start with your belief a Uh, that one person agrees with and the other person disagrees with. And then both people will work to try to find a statement B that is crucial in order to support belief in A. So the algorithm is if if B, then A. If not B, then not A. And once you have found B, then you work to see what the evidence shows. 
and you try to actually figure out what the truth is. And then, like, so this isn't going to work great for a podcast, because obviously listening to two or more people um, frantically searching Google Scholar doesn't make for good airtime, but we're going to argue instead, which should be fun for you. I also, well, I also suspect <laughs> that this is not something that can be resolved empirically. Um, That's, yeah. Oh, maybe that maybe that can be what we disagree about because I I agree, but I think there's some disagreement there. Like, yeah. So I, there's I definitely don't... evidence that can be had for support of various positions. Go yeah. on, Stephen. Well, so my my un, my framing of this whole thing is. Um, Do people even know what exactly we're talking about. No, in we don't. Because I keep because we keep okay, we okay. haven't gotten quite there yet. So <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet either. If we're going to talk about specifically the response to like your blog posts, uh-huh. I kind of which, to you. Yeah. Which okay. would necessitate talking about what the contents of them. Which if you don't feel like hashing them out, which you are oh, probably oh. the best suited to, then Jess or I could. Yeah, no, I have whole summaries of them, uh, which I could read. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Because I've kind of line by line written my responses to them. Okay. Uh, but uh, I want to propose we again keeping in mind the double crux i want to keep this to a format where we're trying to uncover the underlying reasons for our beliefs and i'm going to be committed to trying to stay open-minded to the idea that i could be wrong and me as well i think that's the rationalist credo right right and crocker's rule if i sound like i'm an idiot or whatever call me out my bullshit crocker's rule by the way google it it's a lot of fun it's not something that you get to do to other people you get to profess that you're following it other people get to do to you it's where i'm declaring that i won't be offended if you're going to say, Stephen, you're just not getting it, then I can't be like, well, I'm I'm hurt that you'd say that. I'm I'm foregoing that that card. Um, I also, if we're gonna crux, we need to know what our positions are. Yeah. What are we even talking about? Well, uh, my attempt at initiating a crux. So my a thesis is um, the subject is non-binarism. I guess uh, non-binary and trans experience is real. Being dismissive or denying that that experience is harmful and that that harm on net outweighs the harm caused by the inconvenience of adapting one's language to be gender affirming. The underlying reasons I believe this is my own personal lived experience, which I'll openly talk about. Anecdotal. Sorry, yeah. I'm obviously well, making numerous lev- consistent self-reports of other trans and non-binary people's lived experience. I was making levity. Your, your lived experience is extremely valid. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> the fact that there is a biological basis for gender identity and evidence exists showing that trans and non-binary people have different brain morphology in the areas that regulate gender identity and expression than cisgender people. Can I um, interject real quick Wait. with something that is bothering me greatly? Okay, hang on. One, one. Okay, and one then uh, also, trans and non-binary people have existed across cultures and throughout history, and this seems to be a normal and universal feature of humanity. And now uh, that is the end of my A statement. Okay. Uh, my thing that I would like to disentangle is that I am completely with you in every single thing when it comes to trans, and it is only the non-binary stuff that I think uh is both dumb and harmful uh which is my identity yes which is unfortunate Uh, but uh so i i really hate those two being conflated because i agree absolutely on all the trans things and i you know i have trans friends i've had trans lovers and i think it's not like to have those two put together like that um feels like attacking me in a way that is not fair um, I think that, first of all, I identify as trans. You can be trans, non-binary, and I think that they are, they fall into the same umbrella while not being the exact same thing. I have a hard time disentangling them. So, all right. Th- so this is actually, I, I get to play a great role here because I don't really have a position. I just get to play the role of the idiot, <laughs> well, um, in, in the, which uh, is a role I'm very practiced at playing. <laughs> in, in the double crux, they call that the squinter. 
Great. That's the, the third party that squints at both the A and the B people. And that's fantastic. <laughs> I'll play that. And from from my squinting perspective, it seems like you guys are barely disagreeing because yeah. no, I think no, that's nobody, nobody's challenging the plight that trans people have suffered. Nobody's tra- challenging anyone's lived experience. And while there may be disagreement about like the rules people should follow regarding other people's identities, it's extremely clear to me, and maybe neither of you guys want to say it. Is guys okay? Um, guys is gender neutral as far as I'm concerned, right. as are dudes, bros. <laughs> I, I think bros, bros, I can totally see being guy-centric, but, you know, guys is just, um, you know, uh, whatever. But the um, if, if, you, if you have an issue with non-binary um, specific language stuff, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure from the outset that you care about and appreciate Jess and their feelings. And <laughs> that, that, that should be said from the top that it's like, all right, so we're disagreeing about this thing. It's not a disagreement about you or your experience. It's not, this is never an attack against, it's not even an attack. This isn't a, a, a an argument about you, the person, who you are, or concern for you, right? Right. Did I put, did I put any words you disagree with in your mouth? No, that's perfect. I love Jess a lot as in a friend way oh. and um, <laughs> love doing this podcast, love hanging out together. It's all great. So yeah, no, there's, there's absolutely no personal animosity. Yeah. And there's nothing taboo for me. I hope. I hope I never find anything that's taboo. Um, this is actually, I'm going to not say what Steven said and say that I'm, I'm not going to get offended or emotional because this is a like serious part of my life. Yeah. Kind of, um, I think it's the same if you kind of wanted to talk about sensitive race things and you invited your like Polynesian friend right. <laughs> and you're like, no, we're all the three of us white people going to kind of attack you and like, eh. Maybe that you're gonna end up saying insensitive stuff that like brings up lots of trauma, yeah. which you're not trying to do. Um, anyway, though, uh, before we get into it, I also want to say my B statement. Um, if gender dysphoria was shown to be made up, if the trauma that it causes turns out to be highly exaggerated, or if dysphoria turns out to be a condition just as or more effectively treatable with drugs or therapy as it is with allowing transition, then I would agree that gender-affirming language is probably not an effective or long-term solution. We should be prioritizing other approaches. I actually kind of disagree with that. Okay, so what do you think? Well, I mean, I think that obviously gender dysphoria is a thing, but uh, like, if it wasn't, I don't care. If people want to change their gender, that's great. I Go for it. it. You don't need to have excuses for it. You don't need to have gender dysphoria. That's not my decision to make. You do you, you know? Yeah, but... uh. I mean, if they want to treat it with that. drugs and therapy so that they're more like the sex that they were given at birth, and that's great. If they want to transition to a different gender, that's great, too. Like, it does... It. Uh, what I meant by the drugs and therapy is instead of... I mean, there's theories out there that being trans, being non-binary, or not identifying with your assigned gender is mental disorder. And yeah. the way that you should treat that is the same way you would treat somebody who has body dysmorphic dis- uh, disorders. Right, but I mean, I think of it the same way as, like, being gay. Like... When I was a young kid and arguing with my parents about this, because they were still trying to uphold the Christian ideal thing, uh, there was an article that came out in Popular Science magazine about the gay gene being discovered, which actually is not a thing. It was a sensationalist headline. But the point is, it is at least genetically um, influenced. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, twins are much more likely to both have the same sexual um, orientation. And so, like, I pointed this out, and I was like, see, it's in the genes. You can't judge people because of it and all that. Do your parents believe in genes? Yes, they do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to check. Yes, yes, they, they do. But uh, 
looking back on that, like, I'm kind of ashamed of myself for making that argument because it doesn't matter if it's entirely genetic or entirely choice or whatever. If someone wants to love someone of the same gender, I don't give a fuck. They aren't hurting anyone. It could be 100% choice. It could be things that happened to them in their childhood. It could be their genes, but they get to choose who they love and they don't need to make excuses. I feel the same way about the abortion debate. Some people are like, well, you know, the mother's life was in danger yeah, or she, she could, was she raped could have been or whatever. Raped, yeah, yeah. But, and I'm uh, like, just I don't it. care what the excuse is. Maybe <laughs> she just doesn't feel like having a kid this week and maybe she'll have another one next week instead. It's their choice. So I, I don't, I don't like, if it was disproven, if it was proven that gender dysphoria is not real, I still wouldn't say that. I'd be like, go ahead and be trans anyway. Yep. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, did you want to try to come up with an A or a B statement uh, to get to the crux there? As far as what's what do you what would you say is the crux of your argument? The thing that if I were to find some kind of evidence that disproved it would change your mind. Um, from my squinty position, we didn't know we were cruxing or doing a crux game, so we didn't prepare statements, or I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't prepare any <laughs> statement. Either. You don't have to prepare one either. You can also just I'm, I'm like cool if you want to just talk about it a bit and put like words out in the air and then also it'll be like wait no i don't believe that i'll take that back that's usually how i find my way to things sure um the the thing i have is that um there are quite a few people i know not quite a few that's a lie there's more than one person that I know <laughs> that um, there's these two very specific people that I'm thinking <laughs> no, no, of not right two now. Very specific people I'm thinking <laughs> of, but uh, it's happened more than one occasion that uh, I meet someone and eventually I discover they want to be known as they and they are non-binary, and uh, this person looks like a standard presenting either male or female, like in mannerism, in in how they dress and how they look, everything. But they're like, I'm a they, and. Uh, that annoys me to no end because now if I am just talking in conversation either near them or about them, uh, I can't have a decent conversation. I am constantly self-censoring myself that whenever a pronoun would come out, I have to divert it. And I've already done that uh, once in our conversation here on the podcast where I specifically was about to use a pronoun and stopped and just didn't use any pronouns at all to avoid that. Um, and, like, it's like, easier for me now. Like, when you first came in and we're playing with the doggy and it was so cute. And I was referring <laughs> to the doggy. It's like, oh, she loves to bite you. Rah, rah. There was one time where I said uh, something about, like, she wants you. She wants the backpack off of her or something <laughs> to expose the weak underbelly. And, like, that came out unbidden. And I felt bad for a second. But since I've put out that blog post now i've gotten a lot of tension relieved so i like stop feeling bad quickly thereafter which i don't know if is a good thing or a bad thing but um I, I guess what i'm trying to say is the the feeling that i am being told you have to um use a non-standard term for someone because they have decided that uh they identify in a certain way that doesn't match what my sensory input is makes me feel like I'm being asked to lie all the time uh, or lose someone's friendship. And that really sucks. And what really nailed this home and what finally forced me to write the blog post that I wrote was that I was at a gathering of friends and we, I had a friend common, this friend, this one friend I'm thinking of right now, who is a they, but is very gender normal presenting, um, wasn't there. And a mutual friend of ours talked about them and they said, 
yeah uh if you guys have you seen the thing that she did recently and i was like oh he doesn't know yet and i was like that lucky son of a bitch so he doesn't have to censor himself he doesn't have to feel bad if he gets it wrong and most importantly no one is judging him as an evil person because they all know he doesn't know yet so it's okay i wish i did not know her gender and then i was like this is an information hazard. I have been made worse off by being told what this person's gender is. I wish no one would have told me. And um and that is when I felt that like this is this is just awful and I've got to say something. And uh that's that's where the blog post came from. From my squinty point of view, I don't really see um I guess let me Jess had asked if you could think of a like a like a positive claim for that, like what your A statement would be, but I'm not even sure if that's distillable. You're describing a lived experience. This right. were you making like a a this is my position argument in this essay or in this post? Um, the yes, uh, the position that I finally came to is that in common usage among almost everyone, pronouns don't refer to someone's gender because someone's gender is impossible to tell. You can't see someone's gender. The only way you can get to know someone's gender is to actually interrogate them. And lots of times it's just something, first of all, if they're strangers, you don't, I fucking don't care about people's gender. Most people don't care about strangers' gender. And I don't want to have that sort of conversation with someone. It's kind of intimate. So generally, um, pronouns are used to uh, describe someone's apparent sexual char- characteristic. That's someone's apparent sex, you know? That person looks vaguely female shape, probably female. So I'm going with she, her pronouns. And that's all they mean. And so... Um, since there is no neuter sex that, uh, you can be any one of the 57 genders or whatever, but people are still commonly going to use either he or she based on whether they perceive you as the male or female sex. And, uh, the whole focus on having pronouns refer to gender instead of sex really kind of sucks and is, uh, a bad idea for various reasons, which I haven't gotten into yet. But, um, I mean, I... So I do have a special position of gender affirming for uh, trans people pronouns. And there I, I post in the post about that why I think this is a good thing to do. Um, but in general, uh, I don't think pronouns refer to gender, gender in general usage, nor should they. So being asked to use they pronouns to me feels like both self-censorship and a lie. Like um, to, I referenced the old Star Trek X episode um, where Picard is being tortured and being told that he'll stop being tortured as soon as he says there's five lights behind his torturer and there's four lights behind the torturer. It always feels like being told to say there are five lights because even though I can see the person is either male or female, I'm being told to use pronouns that are not he and or she. I really like that reference. I don't even I don't didn't even watch Star Trek, but I had somehow heard of that and I might have even seen that clip before, but I saw it again and I think it landed your point well. I had well, seen the clip, but yeah, I like. Hadn't seen that episode either and had no idea what the referent was, but I knew what it meant. And I mean, I know it's a, it's hyperbole. I'm it, not well, being literally tortured, you know? I think that was clear. Okay. Yeah. Um, you certainly didn't come off that way. Um, so that that sounds much more, from my, again, sort of out, outside, in, in the in the stupid box over here, um, that sounds like much more of a cruxable position because you made like claims about what language is used for and has been used for. Yeah, so at least that's in principle that's in principle arguable about. Yeah. Your your ex- your experience of like feeling like, you know, this bums me out because I feel like shit if I accidentally gender somebody when I didn't mean to, and I hate feeling bad, and then like it makes me feel guilty because then I don't want to be around that person, but I like that person, but then I feel bad if I mess up, and you're on your you're on eggshells. That's like your lived experience. Like you can't. 
Right. That's that's not something I can argue about you argue with you about, right? Yeah. But I, the, I, but I the language care stuff. If other people use they pronouns or whatever. Like I said, people can do whatever they want. I just feel bad that I get um, what feels like the shit karma and people hating me if I don't lie, basically, or what I perceive to be lying. Yeah. So uh, you also made the statement in one of your blog posts that neuter gender is made up. You had said that uh, there's not a neuter sex, there's intersex, but... Uh, well, I, I mean, all genders are made up, right? Um, sex isn't made up, and no, gender, yeah, kind of. Uh, there's some correlation to biology. We should we should say quickly the difference between sex and gender, um, as far as I understand it, is that sex Well, they're, is... they're a bit hopelessly intertwined, so I will be the first person to agree that I think that... The, the definitions are messed up and it's bad. The state of things is bad. But yeah, go ahead, Ineash. Uh The definitions, as as I understand them anyway, is that sex is the biological, physical, like, body shit and that gender is a social construct. And that, yeah, like you said, they've been uh, intertwined for ages. Generally, gender roles matched sex roles, although not always. But uh, yeah. there there are multiple genders. And uh, I, for one, hold that the Anglosphere has had at least three genders for several centuries. But, um... Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the definitions yeah. you gave match what they teach in college psychology classes. So at least you're I not... I would say um, it's like a very slight adjustment, but um, I would say sex is anatomy and then biology, or um, the sex is anatomy and gender is psychology. I wouldn't say that it's a social construct entirely. Okay. And maybe that's something that we can talk about. It's Ooh. weird that that's my position too. Like, uh, <laughs> that that is that is not what I was expecting. The, the, like, yeah. yeah, the thing that I find frustrating about, I guess, a lot of things in rational life is that people assume that if you are pro this, then you agree with all these other things that go along with it. Same with being part of the blue or the red tribe. Yeah, I think that absolutely there's a biological component to sex and gender, um, which is usually the conservative point, and yet I am trans <laughs> and am very pro using the correct pronouns for people. I've never heard anybody say that there's not a genetic component to sex. I have heard somebody say in real life that there are no differences between the sexes. And yeah. then no, I, I've I, heard that too. Like I went on that's to ask, kind of what I'm referring I to. to. I went on to ask them like, how annoyed would you be if you went to the doctor for stomach pain and they they did an expensive like prostate uh, health check on you? <laughs> and I was talking to a a, a woman, yeah. right? Like. I would, if, and if, I, if I went in for stomach pain and they pay, they charge me two grand for a pregnancy test, I'd be super pissed, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So there are uh, the reductive ad absurdum. There are physical. There are different. There are differences, yeah, right? I kind of don't even want to like belabor that point too much because, like, to anyone who has any sense at all, I think that it's pretty obvious that there are physical differences. Ooh, can I give you a quick bit of trivia about the beginnings of gender? Yes. Okay, so like we were both saying, they have traditionally been gender and sex very intertwined, right? Uh, so intertwined, in fact, that in the early 1900s, um, gender like, and sex weren't really thought of as separate things. Gender was a term used by linguists to refer to words in languages that have either a female or a male aspect to them. Yeah, gender just means kind. They yeah. started using it because people were offended by the word sex. Exactly. It was in the And they wanted to find a more polite word for yeah. it. Yeah. It was in the twentieth century that gender started meaning a different thing than sex. And uh, the notorious RGB, Ruth Bader Ginsburg helped or Ruth Bader? Bader. Bader? Okay. With a D. I I'm I 
I hear the person who mostly says her name has a bit of an accent, so I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> Just but, say it with the accent. Okay, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, when she was arguing in front of the Supreme Court when the sex dec- discrimination stuff, she was told, look, no one's going to take you seriously as a woman if you're up there talking about sex and using the word sex in the Supreme Court, use gender instead. So, I mean, it had already been before then that people started using gender to mean sex. But uh, in the early 1900s, like, gender was a construct of linguists to say, look, we know words don't have a sex. So gender means, like, a bridge is feminine, so the word for bridge is gendered fem- female. It's uh, so fucking arbitrary. Yeah, right? I hate English. And, and gender just recently came to mean something other than how words are split. Yeah, although, like, I would also, you know, point out that language changes all the time. You yes. used to be plural. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that's why that's why it, it is cool that gender now actually has a meaning outside of linguistics. And I think that's cool. I think it is as long as it were strictly defined. The thing that frustrates me is the fact that still people will use it to mean sex. Mm. That it can be thought yeah. of as interchangeable. And as much as people have tried to push the whole, like gender is how you feel and sex is what your morphology is the i think average person wouldn't be able to make that distinction that clearly or even know like what that necessarily means and that's frustrating yeah i can attest to that because i we've talked about this before i i i know what my physiology is to the extent that i can look down and see most of it (laughs) but like i don't if there's a strong sense of like manhood in me I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy watching John Wick beat the shit out of people. <laughs> like, yeah, but it doesn't. Right. Like, I mean, so if if that, you know, I watch the movie 300 and I want to, like, do push-ups when I get home. Like, is that <laughs> is that what masculinity feels like? I have no idea. So, like... And put on face paint. Wait. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> and draw abs on me. <laughs> but, I mean, you know... They all had eyeliner in 300, <clears throat> right? They did. God, they looked awesome. They yeah. sure did. Man, I um, wish everybody would wear eyeliner like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, like, I... I don't have this. I, I'm pretty sure this is just one of those things that, like, I I think I'm I'm completely missing. It, it's like somebody describing, you know, sense I, of smell to somebody who has never done that. They're like, "What do you mean you can like tell what something tastes like from across the room?" I think that's actually the default human position. I think it is not. I think that it is very prevalent among rationalists. I think that that is a specific neurotype that correlates with having a weak sense of gender identity and the the majority of people actually have a pretty strongly felt sense of gender identity. I don't know about that. Although I admittedly my I can't sample prove it size is skewed. But yeah. yeah. No, I I like I would love to like actually see a study or research on that because it's, I was not able to find data on this. It, yeah. I just um remember intentionally going outside of my bubble and asking people about how they felt like you know cis people <laughs> how did like how do you feel about your gender like would you switch genders and being really shocked by everybody being like oh no i no i feel like a guy no absolutely i wouldn't switch because i'm a guy i don't want to and not even necessarily in a women or inferior like this was from very you know cool progressive people that were just no i mean i'm i'm a woman and that that's oh. that's what feels normal to me and i know what that means to me and it's it, weird. It's yeah. It strikes me as very strange. But it took me a really long time to come to terms with the fact that I'm actually an outlier. All right, I'm gonna start asking people at my workplace because I think they're pretty it's, neurotypical. It's a fun conversation starter. Yeah. Wasn't this a question on some of the SSE posts? Like, how strongly do I identify with your mm-hmm. gender of your sex? Yeah, because it. Um, I mean, one of the things that Scott was trying to figure out there was whether or not this correlates to rationality. Um, there's a very strong 
link between autism and transgender non-binary gender identity mm-hmm. and autistic people and trans people have uh, MRI and PET scans that show that the brain does actually have differences where cis people would have their center that regulates gender identity. Hmm. It's the same reason autistic people have kind of identity issues in general, like being able to read facial expressions or um, it, it varies, but there tends to be a pattern of this kind of a, uh, I, I don't want to even necessarily call it a disability. I would say that like, I, I consider autism to just be a different neurotype. Obviously, there's some pathological forms of it. You can say an inability. Like, if you can't read facial cues or social cues, that's an inability. It's not necessarily a disability. Yeah. Right? Um, well, I mean, it kind yeah. of is because it means that you can't interact with people in a healthy way necessarily um, without practice. time of it. Exactly, without practice. Um, you know, it. that's also a thing among, apparently, like, psychopaths have a hard time telling people, like, like a sad face from a neutral <laughs> face. Yeah. And... Uh, d- not equating autistic uh, spectrum <laughs> people with with psychopaths, but that that is a difference that no, makes I mean, it important. Like the difference. thing is, psychopaths get a bad rap. I mean, the thing is, it does. Yeah, like tend to mess with your ability to know morality and good and bad because you don't have other people to model as well. But I mean, I know, I know a psychopath. Yeah, no, I know I know people who are psychopaths and they're like guys. Great I'm right people. here, <laughs> <laughs> and they're great people. I don't, think the, I don't think the psychopath I know is a great person at all, but um, <laughs> at least she's trying. She's glommed onto some social rules, and uh, it's working for her. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, a book series I enjoyed it was a... Uh, oh, I am not a psychopath, or I am not a... I am not a serial oh, killer. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah, By that was... Dan Wells, right? Dan Wells. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never read them, but like... He's been at cons, and I've talked to him. And it I, I listened to his podcast for a pretty long time. Right. I was writing, writing excuses. excuses. Right. That was a good one. Yeah. It was a little bit weird and religious sometimes, but I, well, I that's could because, get over um, that. That's because, um, what's his the name? Cast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she had these, uh, we had several posts, but I want to talk about specifically versus them, and then the follow-up post to it, uh, which was reducing the binary, reducing the spectrum to a binary. Yeah. So... Versus them was the essay that you wrote in response to people who were confused as to why you said you had had a strong aversion to they, them pronouns. Shit. Essay makes it sound all fancy. Well, I mean, I don't know what you would call it. I, I just call it blog posts. That's an essay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it's not always an essay. There's Arguing definitions, that. guys. Right. Yeah. Sorry. It was roughly that's that's se- literally roughly why we're here today. Roughly seven paragraphs. Okay. You know, give or take one or two. It was just a, sh- they weren't long, so little yeah. things. So you had said that you had two answers and versus them was going to cover the primary driving reason, which was your emotional answer to this, mm-hmm. which was, you kind of just summarized it. Um, but to go over it again, you had said that you don't care about anyone else's gender unless like they're a romantic or sexual partner. Uh, you don't want to take the time to learn the definitions of all the various genders, all the pronouns. Certainly not if we're up to 27. That's <laughs> th- that sounds exhausting. Yeah. And I'm told and that's the number. Oh, I don't I don't, I don't even know. Um, well, see, that's the thing is if we... I, th- I'm sorry, I'm interrupting, but that's... Like, if we're going to say, oh, no, there's there's at least, you know, three. There's male, female, and non-binary. And then maybe there's four because someone feels this way. Like, it would be weird to draw the line at 22, right? I think right? counts as one. R- right. So, I mean... Yeah, I do want to get to that, too. But, but, not, but not I yet. mean... I. I, I am told that people are being told who are looking. I, I, I overheard a conversation at a coffee shop once, and they were apparently talking about stuff they were hearing in class. I don't know where they went to school, but they, they were said, oh, there's 27 genders now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're discovering new ones in the jungle or something, right? <laughs> um, so uh, 
that that sounds like a burden um you mentioned sorry just to the this is a, a side thing which so aside actually i'm not gonna sidetrack us go ahead okay. it is super related but it's not exactly what we're talking about so. i mean i'm kind of you can't just leave me hanging <sighs> okay sorry i did this um it was just uh you mentioned like it's intimate to like ask somebody like what's your like gender identity yeah. i am I have heard of conversations where it's in at least populations where it's not uncommon to start a conversation like, Oh, what are your pronouns? Like I've heard that it's actually really common in uh, Asian cultures to ask how old are you? Which oh. is considered a faux pas, I think in Western culture. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it might be a faux pas to go to, you know, you're meeting your dad's friends at, at, you know, whatever at dinner or something. Oh, what are your pronouns? And it's like, that would be a weird thing to ask. They probably wouldn't here, even know right? what that meant. Yeah. So like my parents' generation doesn't even know what the yeah, hell that, any of that is. That's a good point. Hmm. So it is, and that's something that maybe this is a cruxable position that, but it's not one that I'm really holding, but it's a question. This seems to me like the kind of thing that you, you posit has been around for ages, but I, I suspect has gained sweeping popularity in like the last six or seven um, years. So I yeah, have, I'd say in the last one to two years, I have like data on other cultures that have had more than two genders, but like, I'm not claiming that the current set of how people use pronouns and what genders they identify as and what things are and aren't okay socially um, are exactly the form that things have been around. I'm, what I was saying is that people have felt off the spectrum of male and female and have like presented as such. Sure. Def- definitely presents in all different ways, though. That makes sense. I was thinking, like, I bet a Google... I, I would bet, this is my crux, a Google Trends... Uh, search would show that like the use of the word gender or gendered pronouns has probably skyrocketed in the last five years um, which yeah, tells me probably. that this probably wasn't a conversation people were having in 2009 so that's not really like I'm not making implications from that it just seems to me like and I also l- grew up almost literally under a rock that makes it sound like I grew up poor um, I just I didn't go out much um, so I had a small social circle pronouns are is like would be asking them like what their race is like I mean, if you can't tell, do you really need to know? Yeah, that's a and that's a weird thing to ask somebody, right? Huh. I mean, even I know that I was. This is a now we're on a tangent, but it was a new, two new people starting out my last job, and I happened to bump into them downstairs. Like they just asked if I worked at this job, and I was like, "Yeah, it's one of like fifty places in the building. Why'd you ask?" But mm-hmm. they happened to guess right, and somebody overheard. It was both of their first day, and one of the guys was Vietnamese, and one of the guys was white, and. Um, I can't, I have no idea what a Vietnamese, I know roughly what a Vietnamese person looks like, but I can't, I couldn't tell. You couldn't so, tell them apart from Korean or Japanese or whatever. Yeah. So when, when they were, when the other, when the two new guys were meeting, the other guy, the white guy asked him like, you know, so where are you from? And he also spoke with a thick accent, the other guy, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Asian guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm Vietnamese. And he's like, oh, no way. I spent time in Vietnam. And I think that's my, that, so when he asked, where are you from? I'm like, oh, you're not supposed to do that, no, man. <laughs> but then when he had said, oh, I spent time in Vietnam, that made me think like, oh, maybe he like picked up his accent and, and he could really, so he was asking to open that door as a polite thing. So maybe that was a nice spin on it. Right. But yeah, t- so my imagining of like going to somebody asking like what's your gender identity would be kind of like what's your race that's a good that's kind of a <laughs> not to me bad analogy i think um, yeah. other than people might welcome the question in some communities yeah i'm like generally pretty happy when somebody asks me what my pronouns are because what that means to me is i'm effectively signaling queer and i think that even in like outside of and i'm gonna probably make this caveat a bunch of times during this conversation outside of the most extreme tumblr social justice spheres 
Um, I think most queer spaces, it's considered actually kind of weird if you go up to people and just start asking as like a, you know, icebreaker, hey, like, my name's so-and-so. Oh, hi, Susie, what are your pronouns? Like, mm -hmm. like uh, I think that like either someone volunteers their pronouns or they're clearly like, it, I think there's a point where it's okay to ask if they're clearly signaling that I'm not on the binary <laughs> uh, spectrum where if you have a gay haircut or... <laughs> can I, I know what you? I mean. <laughs> can, can I ask? Well, and not to be an asshole, but I think we all know what you're talking about when you say that, right? Yeah. Um, the this is this is personal, but you said this that makes you happy when people ask because it means that you're successfully single, signaling queer. Yeah. Why is that something that you want to signal, and why? Yeah, I guess why what you want to signal that because that's where you are. But yeah. but why do you why do you want to signal that? I don't um, know. The same reason I would want to signal being a rationalist or being artistic or liking certain types of music. Uh, I want to attract the kind of p person who has similar interests or belongs to similar social spheres. And I kind of want to counter signal or anti-signal. I, I always use that word wrong. Someone's going to yell at me. But um, I want to drive away the kind of person who hates that sort of thing. Like uh, I was goth like full time uh, my whole youth. And I probably still would be if I could do it at work and so forth and so on but the point was i want to attract people that think goth is cool and want to come talk to me about the metal bands that i like or creepy fucking manga that i read and i want to drive away the preppy jock people that and that's that's another stereotype too but like you're gonna have less in common with them yeah no i i, I don't want normies to come up to me and talk to me about sports yeah. <laughs> i want weirdos to come talk to me about weird shit yeah and huh. that's like what everyone does when they're signaling and and I know that you can't not signal, and yet I kind of make an effort, not even an effort, well, I don't know, I don't, I, I try to, I don't signal loudly, I tend to fly, mm -hmm. I try to, try makes it sound like I'm putting an effort. But not I, signaling I, I, is a type of signaling. That's, that's my point, <laughs> and, and, and I'm aware of that, but like, I don't wear clothes with like, affiliations on them, mm -hmm. um, and that's usually because they're cheaper, but it's also just because like, Oh yeah, I hate uh, wearing somebody's logo on me. I yeah, like or like a or like a football team or something. Which I, if I was wearing a Broncos jersey, then I would signal to other Broncos fans, "Hey, mm. this guy's a Broncos person." I personally um, feel if I'm going to be wearing someone's logo, they should be paying me. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. But like, I, I don't do things. I don't broadcast. I think mm. so. That maybe that's the difference. Um, where like, maybe this is the thing about like, me not. Maybe this is related to my my. Uh, generally uncaring attitude about people's <laughs> positions is that like i all i kind of just want to be ignored like if no one talks to me notices me unless i'm trying like if i'm trying to talk and someone's like you know deliberately that's different but if they're if they're deliberately ignoring me but if people don't look at me when i'm on my way to work i'm a happy guy mm -hmm. right well uh, yeah i generally i like i don't know it's more um first of all i signaled way harder when i was a teenager which most people do that's like your prime signaling time because you're trying to form your friend groups outside of your family and find your potential mates and whatever other um forge some sort of identity evolutionary psychology things are may or may not be going on there but i'm, I'm grinning because this that's when i wished people would leave me alone alone the most <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean that was the other reason i dressed goth is that most people do actually leave you alone that's that's actually a signal of don't fucking talk to me <laughs> unless like you have something interesting to say uh yeah anyway we've gone a bit god i wasted my entire youth I not dressing in goth yeah well because i figured i wasn't cool enough to be one of the goth kids but the goth kids aren't cool like dude the goth kids were <laughs> fucking awesome i would have killed to be a goth kid 
when I was like, in high school, I remember seeing somebody who clearly spent, I guess I'm guessing, 90 minutes getting ready that morning, <laughs> applying their makeup. They had their hair up in full spikes. They yeah. had immaculately covered lipstick behind, in front of white paint uh, and stuff. I've always been a really low maintenance goth, and it was like a struggle. And my, I always thought like whole goth <laughs> vibe was like, I don't care what you think, man. It's like, yeah, you spent 90 minutes getting ready this morning to tell me you don't care what I think. <laughs> like, I always thought that See, was like, weird. See, that's, like, that's like me putting a lot of effort into a fuck you statement, though. Like, that, that's what I find really enjoyable about it. It's like, yeah. I am going to spend 90 minutes deliberately painting myself in fuck you right yeah. and, in, and, in, and in years hindsight when i remembered thinking that um I, I realized that i must have been misunderstanding what they're trying to communicate if they're trying to communicate that they don't care what i think they did a really shitty job because they spent a long time trying to convince me of that right I, yeah. walk, I, I think they're, they're wearing... trying to communicate like i don't care what you think if you're not the kind of person that thinks this kind of thing is cool they're trying to communicate <laughs> fuck you yeah. i think yeah. yeah so that makes more sense and that then that, make, that explains their time investment yeah. all right sorry to we... go a little bit more on tangent i would also say a lot of goth people um are projecting aggression as a defense mechanism because a lot of goth kids are people that were bullied or have psychological trauma or shitty lives that's what south park taught me as well <laughs> <laughs> uh, south park Back to gender. Yes. You, uh, yeah, the essay was versus them. The other claim was that you don't care about anyone's gender unless they're a romantic sexual partner. Uh, you don't want to take the time to learn all the 27, 24 many. genders. Can, can I add uh, a squinty question while we're, just because it was that last line about you don't care about someone's gender. Can you qualify that statement? Because that could be like, I don't care about what your gender is or like, you just don't like you don't care what football team they care about is it that level of caring or yeah. like a disregard because because i don't care about do this. you anti-care <laughs> right so because because that's that's what that's one reading of it right uh-huh um so i was curious which what, what i'm assuming i know which one but it's worth qualifying yeah. well my reading well, of it wasn't like that, the but... football one yeah oh okay then i'm wrong <laughs> no wait hold on Maybe I maybe I was, like I don't care I which of the twenty seven NFL teams you like. And okay, the same so you way. are saying the like I actually don't care, not that I hate your gender or no. your football team, and please don't bother me with it. Okay, right. That's what I meant by anti caring. Yeah, like I care I in I... that I'm annoyed by it and I want it to go away, which I don't. That wasn't what I read from this either. It was more of a I that this is a personal inconvenience to me. Yes, gotcha. And uh, you had said that when you use he, him, or she, her pronouns, it is in their gender neutral form. Uh, Niyasha's use of pronouns is simply a reflection of the perceived sexual characteristics on the person, not their gender. Uh, he says he doesn't think he's weird in this, this is the societal default. And that it is dumb that our brains have these built-in male-female categories, but they exist, and they exert strong pressure to categorize people. And moreover, uh, being asked to deny what your own eyes see is being, is being forced to lie, which you find traumatic due to similar past experiences with fundamentalist religion and abusive relationships. Uh, furthermore, the phrase misgendering is suffering from lie inflation, which was a link to a Slate Star Codex post that we can probably relink here. But uh, basically that just means that a lie kind of expands and encompasses more other similar lies. Uh, uh, is no, that the, uh, what it means is that um, there's something, there is actually a serious harm you can do by misgendering a trans person because they've put a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort into becoming this this new person. And and gender is not just biology. It's also socially mediated. It's uh, when someone's kind of on the fence, you know, how they're treated by other people or how they wear their hair or something may push you one way or the other. 
and more importantly like a lot of people are hung up about what someone's real sex is right so if they see someone who's obviously a hot chick and just you know like the crocodile dundee thing that uh would always be seen as a woman but then someone whispers hey did you know that's actually a guy and then that like just ruins all the work this person has put to try to be a psychologically whole person you know through one little fucking malicious thing like that and uh, i mean some people will move cities and start over an entire new life because it's too hard for the people in the city to stop referring to them as as their old gender and so you can ruin that all by maliciously you using the wrong gender even if someone is incredibly presenting and even if they're not if they're like borderline you know the the way other people treat you makes a difference so it is malicious and bad to misgender someone intentionally um but on on the other hand that's been expanded to the point that if you don't use whatever gender someone says is on their name tag then uh you are treated as badly as one of those bigot fundamentalists who goes around trying to ruin people's lives it definitely strikes me that there's a difference in kind and difference in scope of what's going of like the the harm that's happening from like especially maybe i the harm that's happening might be more subjective to the person that is if they're feeling harmed by being misgendered or not but the um the intention difference makes a huge difference right like if you if you accidentally slip up and say oh whoops you know my bad i called you by by your sex and not your gender um that's different than you know so imagine being the trans person who moved you know moved moved state mm-hmm. and then somebody from your old high school is there and they're telling everybody yeah. that's that's a very different that's that's that's, that's a malicious vibe right and also so. i just want to apologize to everyone right now if i sound very passionate or strident or something i'm just incredibly nervous and so like all my muscles are tensing up including my chest ones which is making my voice sound like this and i i'm not actually wound up i'm not like angry or anything i just got for, nervousness for yeah. what it's worth social um, anxiety and and this is the first time i've seen you like fidget during a podcast oh okay. and no no it's it's not i mean do what you got to do it's just you yeah um it this is clearly a hard topic for for you guys to talk about so you're crushing it and no one give you guys shit if anyone writes if anyone gives anybody shit about this ben hammer's coming down <laughs> i'm not i'm not goofing around um you can disagree but if you're if you're gonna say someone's an asshole you're out that's that's that should be the rule in general but yeah. you can call me an asshole if i say something stupid about whatever you know economics because i'm wrong and i'm an idiot that's <laughs> fine um but you know the, the the uh the participants in today's conversation are coming from a place of like sensitivity and uh like actual closeness to them so no one be mean all yeah. right and uh you had ended by, and this was kind of something you had touched on already, but wishing that people wouldn't tell you their gender, then you could avoid being stigmatized as a horrible transphobe for, like, fucking up. Right. Although, you did admit that nobody in your social group has done this yet, but it is still something that you worry about happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that basically sums up, I think, versus them. Did I miss anything, or do you think I mischaracterized anything? Um, no, there was something that I wanted to say at some point, but I forgot what it was, so it couldn't have been that important. Maybe it'll come up again. Yeah, it'll probably come up again. Okay. All right. Are you ready for my counter-arguments? Yes! All right. Uh, well, the first thing I want to say is I already made my emotional counter-argument when we were talking about this on Facebook Messenger earlier, mm-hmm. where I had mentioned a bunch of names. I'm not going to do that on air. Um, but I mentioned a few real-life trans friends of mine who've been kicked out of their homes, disowned by family and friends gotten physically beat up by strangers uh 
who have struggled with severe lifelong anxiety and depression due to their dysphoria. My family is going to freak the fuck out and probably disown me when or if I get the courage to come out to them. Uh, at the risk of sounding awful, my knee-jerk emotional response when people appeal to sympathy over how hard it is to override their system one impulse to use pronouns that match their perception of others' physical appearance, gender, is sorry, I don't have very much sympathy for your struggle compared to the shit that trans people have to deal with on a daily basis. Right. And from a less emotional and reactive place, though, I get it. <laughs> it can be hard to remember to use the right pronouns. I fuck up. Um, everybody does, especially when the person still looks like they're assigned gender. Yeah. Uh, these are heuristics that exist for a reason. They do run really deep. And they're probably a lot more difficult to override for some people than others. Um, I, for some reason, have a really easy time switching people's gender or even just like visually imagining stuff because maybe it's like having drawn my whole life. It's probably because you're trans and like this is in your ingrained in your thinking as well, right? Well, that so too. Like, I mean, this is something that you've, you you have you have no trouble describing something or attuning to something that you've been aware of your whole life, right? Yeah. Well, it's almost more of an kind of what you were describing about like having a lack of a feeling of something that normal people do i don't like attach a whole lot of meaning to gender either because for me i've always felt genderless and i guess like kind of you both described the cis by default is kind of how i would categorize the way that both of you have described your relationship with your own gender if i'm getting that right yeah that was a link that somebody posted in the discord which i should mention we've got a channel in there i think five minutes by the clock yeah where everybody but the three of us because we're overlords <laughs> they have to wait five minutes between each thing which and they have to be two thousand characters or less yeah and it's really cool because it forces no rants you can't tirade on something and it if, if it is a heated topic which is where this entire conversation has been happening People have to take a five-minute break between every time they write something, which I think kept things mostly really cool. Yeah, yeah it stayed um, pretty civil. Yeah, so... Which I was happy about. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Discord exists, and we've got those cool little things, because <laughs> I gave a uh, shout-out to David Spearman, who was... He was trying to show me how to, like, do a couple things, and I was like, can I just give you all the privileges, and you can do all this yeah. stuff? And he was like, yeah, that'd be great. That <laughs> saved me so much trouble trying to explain it to you. <laughs> yeah, I so, was adminning for a bit, and then I was just like, all right, um... There's a lot of stuff that you all want here. Just, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> I so trust you. I gave him God powers, and he he made the Discord this awesome. Is a so yeah. high trust community. Yeah. Okay. David um. Spearman, you rock for doing the Discord. <laughs> I know I I know about all those things, and they're horrible. And I mean, I'm really sorry to hear that you have friends that went through that because that sucks. Um, there was someone. Well, never mind. I'm not going to get into personal stuff. All I guess all I want to say is that like, if the only problem these people had was hearing the wrong pronouns sometimes i don't think they would even really care that the reason using the wrong pronouns is so harmful is because well not the only reason but much of the reason is because society is transphobic and hateful and awful and i don't think it would be i think the problem is the hateful transphobia of society and that um attacking pronouns won't change that and while i mean yes i would also uh, prefer to use the pronouns of someone for the gender they're trying to look like. Uh, like, it's not the pronouns that's the problem. It's the people being evil and beating people up and disowning them and kicking them out of the houses. I got to make one interjection and then one question. So 
Justin, you, you neglected to mention how you heroically swept in and helped sheltered some of these people and helped them out at difficult points in their life. You just described it like you saw it happen. Right. You helped out and you were modest about it, but I won't let you be. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, unless you really insist, we can cut it. Um, no, it's the, cool. <laughs> the other thing is, were they... Were some of these people attacked because they preferred the other pronoun or because they were transgendered? Um, like, because I can't imagine spotting someone's pronoun preference from across the street running over to kick their ass. It was a couple. Um, I was at Otakon, which used to be in Baltimore. It's now in Washington, D.C., but it's an anime con. It's a really big one. And they always schedule it during the Orioles game in the big stadium, which is right next to the, like, the convention where they have the anime convention so of course there oh is God, that's terrible. there are clashes between nerds and jocks every year or there were until they moved it so uh this was a couple uh one person's non-binary one person's trans and they're we're they're wearing cosplay i guess or at least they were like probably dressed in flamboyant costumes as cosplay people like to do and just walking down the street and some drunk orioles fans decided to pick a fight yeah and that- beat them up that's sort of more what I was picturing. They, they identified them from visible characteristics, yeah. not based on their gender, gender identity. Yeah, which, no, it so, was, so um, I mean, like, yeah, you can't see someone's pronouns. Right. So that, I guess I wanted to make sure we weren't conflating the, that sort of, uh, I think at the top, you know, I said something about not wanting to conflate gender and transgender. Uh, uh, non-binary and trans, which. Right, excuse me. It was both people that looked queer, though. Right, yeah. So so that's why they were attacked. Not because they were non-binary, right? Or r- rather, not because... They would have been attacked regardless of being non-binary or trans, I think. Right. Like, it was... They were attacked because they looked weird. Exactly. And not... That doesn't make it okay, but that makes it... That makes it different than... Uh, I get... What am I trying to say? The, the suffering of that is very different than the suffering of somebody who's like you know, cringes if somebody calls them by the wrong gender or something. Yeah, well, even um, regarding that, uh, it's not just somebody cringes, like, gender dysphoria is real. That was also something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I also know people who have panic attacks when they're called the wrong gender. Uh, that sounds like a severe problem. There's, It, it is a severe problem. It, it is, like, pretty bad psychological problem, but gender dysphoria feels really awful for people that have it really strong. I was lucky to have a very mild version of it where it's kind of like, eh, don't really like looking at myself in the mirror uh that gen- that pronoun feels really weird but whatever it's like i've gotten to my 30s and i could deal with it up till now where finally it's like all right now i gotta i gotta do something about this finally but like there's some people that just are like i have to do something about this or i will kill myself a lot of people do kill themselves yeah it's there's the high suicide rate it's really upsetting totally um and it's like gender dysphoria sucks like i i don't want to understate it either like it's kind of the, the thing that i like you know i'm taking issue with is the idea that it's not harmful to misgender someone because regardless of whether or not it's kind of like oh well that's your problem like i don't know i, I kind of had a longer argument for this um but that's where i'm gonna leave it for now no no that's fine and i'm and i to be clear i'm not saying it causes no harm and in some cases it sounds like it causes way more harm than i would have guessed it, again running back to my now at this point tortured analogy of like lacking of sense of smell it's like if i'm the only person in the room with, with a sense of smell because everyone else is you know uh olfactory uh neutral by default and somebody <laughs> keeps shoving really smelly things in my face <laughs> then i could totally imagine a visceral reaction right yeah and they don't they don't and even, even they don't really even get it if they're doing it all day long every day of your life it starts to be like all right yeah <laughs> it builds up over time totally and so so that that makes a lot of sense i think um i 
I didn't want to say that there's no harm. It, it just struck me as it's, it was different than being attacked from across the street for presenting one way. Yeah. Um, but and, that, again, doesn't mean that you're not tortured by it. And it, I want to say it does certainly suck to have gender dysphoria and to be, you know, called the wrong gender. But I think if I was but that's up not a thing you can necessarily, like, put on the rest of society. Like, I... So I work in accounting, which is uh, in the in the rank and file is, I don't know, 70 to 80 percent female, at least in uh, large corporate offices. I've never worked someplace there where they weren't at least 70 percent female. Yeah, That's accounting's weird. really female dominated. So is clinical research. 100 yeah. percent of the accountants I know are men. So, OK, I think All a lot one of those founder effects. Yeah. I, I was just saying the, the one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed what you said. And then oh, I said 100 percent. I registered it like in oh, yeah. retrospect and then was like, ah, I get it. Yeah. And the I mean, I have a name that is a. Uh, weird and foreign and therefore has no gender connotation so generally i am always when i get emails or something if it's a group of us and the person doesn't know me yet they're like ladies and i got this <laughs> and uh or you know when when people refer to me it's always she or something until like they hear me on the phone or they see me in person and something and then it changes and like i don't give a fuck and i get the feeling that's like how most of society is and yes if you're one of those people where that hurts that sucks but like you can't you can't expect all of society to, I don't know, not use gender pronouns. I, I think you can. There's a lot of languages that don't have them. Well, but, well, no. but this isn't one of them is yeah. maybe yeah, the case but... that he's making. But also, I think I think if I was stressed out to the point that I'd throw up at if, if there was a word out there that someone that was very common, whatever it was, like if I really hated the word moist to the point where it made <laughs> me just like, you know, want to vomit and, and, you know, cold sweat and everything, I'd probably seek treatment. Right, like I, that's not on me. But generally, they like this person did seek treatment. They got they transitioned. They got I, I'm really surgery. Glad. They got hormones, and, and the, now they feel like, oh, thank God, now I'm normal. <laughs> awesome. I, now I, I, really, now I feel how I'm supposed to feel. I feel like immensely relieved to hear that they're doing well. That's fantastic because it's it's like the that sounds like an extreme case of somebody having um, a, an understandable because they have a strong sense of, of identity that was conflicting with their physical um, presentation. Um, that yeah like this this is a problem that like yes we can hope that the people around you won't exacerbate by like being a dick to you or by accidentally misgendering you or something but um this is something that you need to fix because clearly you're suffering a lot and the the world isn't going to lose pronouns in, in enough time in the short amount in the time span that it'll take for you to feel okay right so i'm glad that they've gotten to a place where they're better but significant to this whole discussion is that there is no way to signal at least currently that um you don't belong to any sex because i mean right now everyone except for extremely rare cases does belong to a sex so people are going to use either he or she un unless we get rid of gendered language altogether and which i'm for i mean i'm i'm certainly not against that aside from the um abstract all change is bad rule um <laughs> but uh I don't think it would solve any problems at all, and so is not worth uh, the immense social cost that it would take to do that. What problem would it would it solve a problem, Jess? I think like, on a case by case basis, it would minimize harm, and it, especially to people that are already suffering a lot. Like, it sounds like it might have solved this person's problem, right? Yeah, I mean, um, so I'm not saying that it's worth changing the language that a billion people speak to uh, accommodate the person, but um, it. So to say, say that it wouldn't solve anyone's problem isn't true. <laughs> my, my experience with most people who um, 
prefer the non-binary is because, like me, they dislike their gender. Uh, I, okay, uh, uh, go on. I know. You, you, I mean, there, there's at least most people that I met, they, that, that is the thing, that they don't like being associated with that, whatever, whichever gender it is they are. And, I mean, my, my thing is that saying you want to use them, they pronouns won't change anything at all. It'll uh, people will still perceive you as that sex, and so they will uh, even even if they are incentivized to lie and they do start using they instead of the traditional pronouns, they will. S if they're the sort of person who that treats people differently because of their sex, they will continue to think of you as that sex. And if they are the sort of person that treats people equally dis despite their sex, they will keep treating you equally. It's like okay, so. I love, love this essay by Douglas Hofstadter. Uh, oh, yeah, that was the one that you had. Uh, it's funny because um, I'm curious to hear why you put that in there because it almost seems to be completely like negating your point. Um, yes, it does seem to do that. And that is one of the reasons I love it. But uh, so it's the, the person paper instead of the white paper. Uh, on um, it, it is basically an essay written in a world where instead of having gendered pronouns, the English language has race, race pronouns. Race pronouns, yeah. There's uh, like were for white people and blur for black people. And uh, they, instead of having um, like waiter and waitress, they have waiter for someone who's white and waiteroon for someone who's black. Uh, instead of saying little boys and girls, they say little blackies and whiteies and all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's written from the point of view of a snooty old editor who is getting so upset that people want to remove uh, colored language from their the, from the English language? They're like, this is the way it's always been. There's absolutely nothing wrong with saying that someone is. Uh, Obviously, this white pronoun is meant to refer to both black and white people. Yeah, it's that's, just it's just the default. Right, and it's that one we, we're not in control of that. <laughs> the, the the saying that one small step for a white, but one giant leap for white kind obviously includes the entire human race, regardless of your color. It's just an idiom. Uh, it's, it's, it's great like that. And, um, I read this years and years ago and it stuck with me and when yeah. you referenced just, I even saw the title again in discord. I remembered, and it was, uh, um, it's profound and it's not even that long. So if, if anyone's scared off by long stuff, like I am, it's quick read. So it is a, most of our audience is not scared off by long stuff. No, it is an absolutely fantastic essay and absolutely demolishes anyone who insists that there is any reason to have gendered pronouns or gendered anything in language, because there isn't. It's entirely a social construct. Uh, uh, I disagree with that. Language <laughs> is not a social construct. Oh, language? Yeah. Um, language is uh, not, not gender. But no, 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 not gender. I mean, language is entirely just, it's something we made up. There's no reason that they have to refer to, there's no reason pronouns should be segregated by race or age or gender or, or anything. Like to quote yeah, the 21st female. century philosopher Thor Odinson, all words are made up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so it's uh, it's fantastic and it makes a great case. But uh, upon deeper reflection, you also realize that it doesn't necessarily change anything because uh, the black people are still black and you can still tell that by looking at them. Uh, even if the language was gendered instead of racist or whatever the raced. Raced. raced yeah, <laughs> instead of raced, uh, the black people would still be black and it would still be obvious. And a as a matter of fact, our language does not have raced pronouns. And that is why we have solved the race problem, except we haven't. Um, and so if we didn't have gendered pronouns, that wouldn't solve the sexism problem either. People would still be sexist or not because sex is still very apparent. I mean, there's... There are, like you said, languages out there that don't have uh, gendered language at all. 
and yet there's still sexism in those languages. Um, so, I mean, people are still going to be able to see someone's sex and um, make that will inform their thoughts, their emotions, their actions, one way or another, whatever their stereotypes may or may not be. And so the language really doesn't do much. It's it's a huge investment for almost no return. All right. Um, let me go back a little bit. Uh, so here's something that I totally agree with you on. I don't think anybody has the right to demand somebody use their preferred pronoun or else, mm-hmm. which is kind of how you seem to be viewing this. Wait, or else what? Like... Well, social ostracization being yelled at like i don't think failing to use the right pronouns ought to be a crime punishable by being kicked out of your university or fired from your job or sent to pronoun jail or being called an asshole um because see like that, that okay i'm gonna yeah. get to that sorry I, I do think it's perfectly reasonable for someone to request that their friends and loved ones and like their close personal circle use the pro- pronouns or language that affirms their gender within reason not if it's something unpronounceable not if it's like even I, I take issue even with xeno pronouns and being someone that identifies as they them like it's something that i will tolerate where i'm like okay i guess like you have an issue with the they then that's fine but also someone on discord today proposed that we make a different exists. phoneme no I, that, that's I, what i'm referring to yeah they were I, saying I, like we should use a kajit like <laughs> gtzh I'm, I'm glad some, somebody said it before i did because i didn't get there in time they're like wait you're suggesting we we generate a new phoneme for this like I'm that, that sounds like a way higher joking, order problem again yeah <laughs> Anyway, I, I think it is unreasonable when you are a standard presenting person of one particular sex and then start asking people to use they them and then post publicly anyone who doesn't use they them can just leave my life right now because like, I think that that's you. they they get to make that decision, though. I mean, um, sure, they can stop being my friend, but on the other hand, I guess I don't want them as a friend anyway. At that case, because if, if they are going to be like that about it, then maybe not, or maybe they're being the newly converted really strident new atheist and they're going to fight with everybody and then they're (laughs) going to kind of calm down after a bit like that's i think usually the case i don't think failing to use the right pronouns uh, should be a crime uh but i think that using someone's preferred pronouns even or especially if it's hard to do is a sign of respect and consideration towards that person it's a way of showing rather than just saying which is costless I believe your reports of your inner experience and I care about you enough to go a little bit out of my way to make you feel comfortable, seen, and validated. I don't think it's entirely costless. I I mean, now that you mentioned the new atheist thing... No, like, I think what I was saying was saying that, oh, I support you is costless. Like, I, I totally support you and I believe you, but then not actually acting upon that is... Like, that is that is costly. Yeah, I mean... that That's a signal that I actually do... I'm putting work into this. Gotcha, yeah. And I just, like... I mean, you just brought up the new atheism thing, and if I will not call a priest father, no matter what he wants, like, screw you. You may think you deserve that title, but I'm not going to use it. Call him daddy instead. I I maybe (laughs) could have made a different thing. What I was saying is, like, you know, sometimes people get into a thing and they get so into it to the point where they fucking irritate everyone around them. They're there. People who are part of that. And then they kind of calm down and they're like, okay, I've, like, calmed down about this. Someone (laughs) who doesn't even, like, who just does the standard presenting and asks for they to be similar to someone who demands to be called father you know mm. uh, i'm sure I'm you went through seminary stuff. sure you're the head of a church i'm still not going to okay. use that so you don't have to you also don't have to stop using the word retarded around your autistic friend <laughs> or use the word gay as a pejorative around your gay friend or ironically call your black friend hey my homie or what's up my nigga <laughs> nobody's going to arrest um, you or charge you with a fine for doing those things it's just socially disapproved of i think for good reason 
Honestly, if I knew somebody who insisted on advocating for their ability to call Kim Kardashian a dumb whore over their female friend's ability to feel like an equally valid and respected human being around them, I wouldn't suggest that she keep hanging out with that person. So, quick side, one sentence sidebar, and then I've got a couple of analogies that I want to see if you can see if they analogize at all. Um, So the sidebar is the only person I know who uses the gay, who uses the word gay as pejorative is gay. Um, and i brought this up to him as the irony and he's like you know because he's like he'll be like that's so gay and i'm like well i think that's a like reclaiming language sort of thing where like the fact that black people use nigga means like this was something that was used to oppress people like me and now i am reclaiming it and i think that that's like i don't know um how would your great friend react if like someone straight used that in a pejorative way I only see him with other friends, and it's it's in the context of like uh, friendly counter signaling. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, it, generally, I think people can tell when you're doing it as friendly counter signaling versus if you're actually like using it as a pejorative too. Yeah. I don't know how he'd do it, how he'd react if he saw someone doing it in the wild. I can only assume he could be okay with it because he's doing it himself. But and I've asked him about he's not doing it at least as far as I understand in the like reclaiming sense. I think he just does it because like it's just his vernacular and mm. maybe he's just like i'm allowed to say it kind of thing not not even i so think much. a lot of that is actually just like ingrained in gay culture at this point too so it could be yeah so you know go him so the i'm trying to think of a couple loose analogies that inyash and i could, could identify with like so i have a twin brother who we look more disparate now than we did when we were younger i still haven't seen this twin of yours i just keep hearing about them it's just really me i just <laughs> put on glasses he moves um, so fast <laughs> maybe um, you're the two twin. Of you, you have facial hair now I'm, I've, I'm trying to get facial hair now but it probably won't stick um so yeah no he'll we'll get him he'll, he'll come visit we can all hang out it'll be great but um he so when we were kids i used to be called scott a lot that's his name mm. and i at some point i'm sure that bothered me because especially like when we had different friend groups we were trying to forge different identities because for so long we were fred and george we weren't you know fred or george right i'm using the weasleys because they were they were essentially one person in methods of nationality they were yeah. they were almost literally one well, person but in the in books too, too they finished each other's yeah. sentences right oh yeah no yeah. They, they never actually i don't think got distinguishing uh personalities or characteristics no okay. they there was a they line from canon that i remember was like one of the Christmases, they got sweaters from their mom with like a G and an F on it. And she's like, she's so funny. She thinks we forget our names. We know our names are Gred and Forge because um, <laughs> they're wearing each other's sweaters. Okay. Uh, so that that meme of them kind of being the same person, I think, is there. But so I maybe because Harry Potter is popular when we were kids, maybe people just feel this way about twins who look the same. But, you know, I think I probably was annoyed when people call me Scott. And I'd be like, no, I'm actually Steven. Until later on, I just roll with it. And people would be like, oh, Scott, you know, remember in class earlier? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, totally. And, I'd, I'd, <laughs> and then I'd tell Scott, like, I talked to somebody, like some blonde girl. She thinks that we had a conversation about some class you guys had yesterday. Just heads up if this comes up later. Um, <laughs> so that's how it ended up being. So that's analogy one. The other analogy, did you ever have anyone in your adolescence, Inyash, who would, like, purposefully mispronounce your name? Or, like, um, make fun of it or well, whatever? yeah, I mean, My last time, name right? was Dickie. Yeah. Continues to be dicky. <laughs> I got some shit for that. Everyone gets what do you shit mean? about what, their name. What could you do with that word? <laughs> oh, Richard. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So okay, my my sister was on the crew team and she was the coxswain. Oh my god! And they made uh, oh. so she fucking owned it. I was so proud of her for this. She made like a glitter puffy paint T-shirt that said "Dick the Cock." Love it. <laughs> That's, that's nice. fucking crushing it. And the yeah. coxswain is the person, if anyone doesn't know crew terminology, who their job is to sit at the bow of the boat, or maybe the foot of the. I don't know very much about boats either, but they, they yell at people. Their whole job is they're not Stroke, they're, they're not right? stroking. Yeah, they're they're yelling. It's man, love it. What a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, stroke. 
Dickie. <laughs> Man, there's just this is there's room <laughs> for jokes there left and right. So if somebody accidentally mispronounced your name, it's probably a, a slight that you'd be like, hey, actually, it's this way. If you cared to correct them, mm-hmm. if somebody, I remember I you getting kind of upset about Inuyasha. I'm not upset about Inuyasha. <laughs> But you might have been 15, 20 years ago, right? Yeah, well, then I was, but that's because then, like, I I didn't I didn't look like I look now, which is, I've told, at least somewhat attractive. And Inuyasha is, like, the heartthrob, right? Like, all the girls want him. And I was the schlubby, nerdy, overweight, just hunched-over geek, right? With the glasses and everything. Are you hunched-over? <laughs> I slouched a little. And um, and so people would look at me when I said my name is Inyasha. If they thought I said Inyasha, they're like, you're trying to name yourself after the fucking heartthrob? And you look like that? And I was like, no, I had the name first. <laughs> you did have it first, I, unless the comics are older. but um, Comics are kind of old. So I think the, they're from the 80s. Um, hey, were they before 80, though? I don't know. Yeah, because right. I was June 80. Fact check. So... The, um, I'm from the 80s, too. Calm so, down. Yeah, it yeah. seems like there's a difference then. First of all... I'm just trying to predate myself from the comic. Side note, if we're going heartthrobs from, from manga and anime, it's yeah. Guts over Inuyasha. He's the epitome of heartthrobby mask. So that's masculinity in a nutshell. Wait, what? who's Guts? He's from Berserk. Berserk. He's, he's the guy... Oh. I'm trying to think. He, he looks... He's like if Drax were seven feet tall, yeah, basically. Yeah, but Berserk is not an anime aimed at girls. Inuyasha was aimed at girls? Yeah. Oh, well, I enjoyed it for far too long. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. anyone. Yeah. Man card. No, yeah. no, no. People are allowed to enjoy anything. I love My Little Pony, man. But... I like. I liked it until the plot got stupidly repetitive, which was oh, like man, we got to find all in. 48 crystals that have been <laughs> broken each into 14 pieces. And Every... then now we're back in the real world trying to help Kagome's brother, like, date some girl in his middle school. I never got, oh, I did hear about the real world thing. I never got that far. I got annoyed at the part where every season they get to the bad guy. The bad guy goes behind some wall, whatever it is. They don't have the strength to get through it. That's the end of the season. They go, the next season, they go get the strength to get through it. They get through it. He goes behind another wall. And it, it was lather and repeat for like 80 episodes. I'm like, this is it. Fuck this. I'm out. Right, we're, so we're, we're talking about gender. We, we are. Right. Yes, so gender. so the, the, um, if I mispronounced your name, hmm. if you cared to correct me, you're probably not hurt. Right. Maybe. But if you keep doing mis- it intentionally over then and it's over, a you're a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. So, is the, so of the of the analogies, me being mistwinned and Inyash being misnamed, or do either of those resonate at all with being misgendered? If you're going for, if you, so I, I guess maybe we should have done this at I the top. I think you already it, like just kind of hit the nail on the head there, where it's if it's an honest mistake, then like no. But if somebody's doing it to fuck with you or, like, in defiance of your stated preferences, like, hey, actually, I am Steven. Like, if you had said that to somebody and then they just, like, they obviously knew it was you and they kept calling you your brother's name to, like, hey, then you might get annoyed with them. Yeah. Also, if everyone in your life did that all the time, (laughs) yeah, then it might get pretty annoying. So, yes, I I know what you're saying. And I absolutely get what... uh, just was saying as well about the um you wouldn't use you know call people gay around your gay friends you wouldn't uh all the examples you gave like very good examples of things that should be socially shamed and i am uh of the opinion that using he or she instead of they should not be socially shamed because uh to me someone insisting on they feels a lot like someone insisting on like being called sir 
if they haven't been knighted or even if they have been knighted that's kind of like that's dumb you know i'm not gonna call you sir except for special occasions when i'm introducing you as sir patrick stewart but if we're hanging out somewhere i'm just gonna call you patrick you know I oh. doubt when, when Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart get together, they call each other sir. Right. right. And if but someone did insist on being called sir all the time, I'd be like, you're the one being the dick, not me for not honoring your request. I mean, I, I would love it if they hung out and called each other sir. But, <laughs> that would um, be cool. <laughs> uh, Another drink, sir. Yes, sir. That would be great. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so I also want to call you out on the claim that you don't care about anyone's gender and use he and she in their gender neutral forms. Mm-hmm. There is no gender neutral form of he and she. I think that the gender neutral forms are the ones that refer to the perceived sexual characteristics. Well, that is. Hmm. Unless you're like, I thought maybe you were referring to the old he by default, which has been falling out of use to oh, people God, finding no. it awkward and really sexist. No, no, I meant gender neutral in that it's referring to the apparent sex, not to the gender. Yeah. Yeah, that strikes me as this like similar to the thing where oblivious white people say, I don't see race. <laughs> Everybody, with the possible exception of people who really face blind, sees race, sex, age, social class, etc. Right. Everybody has these unconscious biases around those. And it like feels like when people do that, what they're trying to do is get a free pass out of uncomfortable situations or conversations by claiming to be above all that. Well, that's what I feel like using they is. Everyone can see your sex anyway. Uh, all right. It feels painfully unself-aware to me. Uh, I don't think anybody but those extreme social justice Tumblr people would believe that you have to care about or educate yourself about things like race or sex or class, uh, or like lose your forfeit your good person card. But like, yeah, these are things that might not affect you as a straight white or middle class dude. But uh, what would you think of somebody who responded to their black friends' concerns about racial discrimination with like, well, that doesn't affect me, so whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't see race, so what are you talking about, race? Right. I wouldn't believe them at all. I mean, first of all, it's jerky to dismiss your uh, black friend's problems with uh, racial discrimination, but it's also just a lie to say, say you don't see their race. So, I think quick, quick levity note. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time telling apart different races. Okay. There's a show that Rachel and I watch, and there's a character, and even now, I don't, I can't remember if she's Hispanic or Asian. Okay. I, that... So I mean, sometimes on the edge cases, it can be hard to tell if someone's Hispanic or Asian. So to the I'm a white guy, I can't, I don't, I, can't I don't see, I don't see yeah. race. It, yes, that's true. I don't, I, I, but I'm assuming that she's one or the other. But I can't remember. But it was just, it was, it was funny because <laughs> we had this conversation a few weeks ago, and I was like, hey, I still can't remember. <laughs> like this seems like a good time to bring up like my only, like my my, because I never get out. I never have problems with social interaction, um, <laughs> and I make a joke about that. I have friends, just I don't get out that often. So. Um, there's a YouTuber that I was a big fan of, and I still am, but it, her videos have gotten a lot worse just because they don't play that many fun games anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but back when she was a he, he played uh, really good Dark Souls playthroughs, and he had like 300 subscribers. It was like I, don't, I have no idea how I found this channel, but it was just calm, and he would just like kind of talk about what he's doing. There was none of this like, what's good, YouTube? Smash that like oh, and subscribe yeah. button. Mm-hmm. Never said that. He was just like, and we're going to end the video here, and he'd get off, and he has this... That's you awesome. know, milky, just cool, Wait, like, like calm you, voice. Can you link Bob to Ross. this person? Because, yeah, yeah oh, totally. man, that, that thing you were just describing is the bane of my YouTube watching existence. Yeah, their, their Dark Souls playthroughs are, are epic. Um, so uh, she has a beard that I would, you know, give my p- left pinky for, like, <laughs> and a voice, like, you know, deeper than mine. Um, so the... And I don't know when they switched, so uh, like I don't, I'm sure they probably put an announcement out, but I don't. I'm not like watching all their videos. I'll find the ones I want to watch. So, um, 
that's the that's the main time where like when you said like the uh you know there are four lights thing mm-hmm. i'm like i feel that way every time that i'm talking about this youtuber because i'm i in my head she's still a he and i, I i'm a, i'm an asshole for getting it wrong maybe um well i mean but are I, they transitioning or anything no i don't think so is it someone who has a full beard and a deep voice and just says they want the she pronouns i that's my understanding i just i would not play that game my, i think i think what it is is she had said that she's a transgender female um but i don't think they're planning on transgendering or uh, transitioning yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they they're, they're just going for the pronoun um and for the perceived so that's the thing i'm not really sure what that changes so that's where i, I totally get your camp like everyone who sees this person is gonna be like look at that dude that's sick beard um you know, and man, his voice is great if they don't know what their pronoun is, right? So, like, all right, what if their brain is female? What uh, if your entire personality is female? Then they don't appear to, I mean, so. But if you hang out with them, does that not become apparent? Like, I mean, I'm not if, sure how many trans people you two hang out with. If they don't even care enough to shave their beard, man. But, like, why does physical appearance have anything to do with it? Um, you can be a XX uh, assigned female person who has. A, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what the, this disorder is called. It's like hypoandrogenism or something like that, but you just produce too much androgens. So there's the famous example I think of. There's this person who's a celebrity. I think they're Middle Eastern and they rock a full beard with like full makeup. It's someone you, you would think was a guy if you saw them, but they're, they have female chromosomes. They're female anatomically. And celebrities are special cases, and this sounds like a one in a you know million person, right? No, that's, um, it's not that uncommon. Well, uh, I guess the celebrity CIS status is, is not like, uncommon do either. Do they have the the frame of a adult male, or is it like a bearded lady thing? Uh, they have an androgenized female body, which can be difficult to distinguish. There's intersex people that are actually in the middle. Um, right. There's like the complete androgen insensitivity syndrome people, the CIS people who are genetically male but look completely female because their body is immune to testosterone yeah so i mean i have no idea i guess i would have to see them and that's not really i i mean it's not like i am the arbiter of who's male or who's female all i'm saying is that yeah appearances actually are incredibly important that's what we base most of this stuff on because we don't check what's in people's pants we don't run genetic tests yeah you do i mean uh, that's uh, people are assigned their gender at birth based on their genitalia nobody does a chromosome test on a baby right but okay so when you're actually when you say say we you mean you don't you mean the rest of us yes (laughs) when you're actually born the doctor and the parents check the genitalia but the rest of the time the people based on how you present what you look like so regarding this person um i'm not sure but like what if they weren't like what if they watch 300 smoke cigars and i don't know whatever like we we, we had there's this joke in the discord about like you know to do, like going to specific like stereotype bars where like the guys sh- play pool and i guess slap waitresses butts <laughs> or do whatever they did in the 60s <laughs> and women like iron and fold clothes and do, in, do in dishes or something right, right the like, 50s kink or whatever apparently was. that's, an, I, that's I, 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 g- I gave this out as an example i was like what the fuck would that even mean and i gave those dumb examples and they're like that's exactly what it means they sent me a link and i was just like all right cool yeah. <laughs> that, that's my mind blow for oh, the man, day here's, here's a like tangent based on that but i was reading an account from this person who cam girls uh i think she had a part-time job and then had a kid and then wanted to make extra income so she found out that she could just iron clothes on a camera and some people are really fucking into that and like would wear like garter stockings or something like that and then would kind of chat with people and occasionally maybe would take her top off 
but like mostly would just be ironing clothes. They could literally be doing chores. Like, it, like it was actually, actually it, was tr- it was her like family's clothes. Like she had to do it. Dude, <laughs> but she's she like, should open a hmm. business where she's like, I will iron your clothes. <laughs> get paid twice for the just, same job. Yeah, doing the whole street laundry. I sometimes get yeah. mad that I just didn't get into sex work. Like I, I paid my way through college with like waitressing and working in convenience stores. And it's like, man, I could have just like ironed clothes. Yeah. YouTube didn't exist then. Well, it did. It wasn't, it wasn't what it is today. That's a tangent. <laughs> well, but that's interesting, right? So with this person, I guess, um, why did I bring them up? Oh, because we're talking about presenting one way yeah. and being like stigmatized for it, right? Mm-hmm. So this person's not going to get beat up for being a trans female, right? <laughs> At least not from across the street. What if they um, uh, are too poor to afford hormone replacement therapy or don't live in a location where that is socially acceptable or don't have access to that or have other comorbid... Uh, Totally. Other stuff. Yeah. Like ADD, for example, that's so crippling that they can't organize their life in order to get to an HRT clinic, which is the case of a lot of people I know. I think we're trying to pigeonhole this person that I don't know enough about into like a camp that makes it easier for one of us. Um, I I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't So I, if, if all of those things, then I'm not sure what I'm supposed I, I guess I'm not. I'm not even I mean, really but, making But does that point. change whether or not they like, first of all, I, I you can't. You, you can, okay. You can brain scan people and you can see what their brain looks like, but I don't think that, that should be a requirement. My perspective is if someone tells me my internal experience is that I am female or that I am non-binary and I would like you to use these pronouns, I'm going to listen to them. I don't think people generally are ever going to do that. To, like, okay, maybe some people are special snowflakes and they're doing it for attention, but I'm not going to decide that because some people are going to be jerks and take advantage of this then like the same thing with welfare like oh some people might cheat the welfare system that doesn't mean i'm going to take welfare away from everybody yeah and the majority of people i think need it (laughs) and i i totally agree and to be clear i'm not running around uh you know i i bring up this this i I brought this person up before uh at least once on the show maybe like a year ago because i watched something that they did on youtube i don't know um so like this isn't somebody that i'm like like i have any particular attachment or knowledge of it was just like an example of me having no you know having that because every time i think of this person mm-hmm. um this this youtuber i i have to do that switch mm-hmm. and i always do uh you know when i was writing it out on discord i did put he and then i put in quote or oh, parentheses okay. excuse me she I remember that actually. because i wanted to lay out my stream of consciousness there um like that was how it happened in my head and i was i was doing it that way to illustrate the point of exactly what you know i should experience or described experiencing in his posts um yeah. So, so, like, it, all, all the edge cases about whatever they're planning on doing or not planning on doing aren't really relevant to the... All I was doing was relaying an experience I had that's like that. Yeah. And um, again, like, I, I want to say that I don't personally yell at people if they use the wrong pronoun accidentally. And if they apologize, I say thank you for noticing that you did it, apologizing, and actually caring about it. That's what matters to me, not that you use it correctly every time. And I don't think that the kind of person who would yell at you for making an honest mistake is, like... Maybe they're really traumatized and, like, I'm not going to call them a bad person. I don't think there's such a thing as a good or a bad person. But, like, I don't think that's the correct way to respond to that. Totally. Being an asshole is rarely the correct response. But, uh, yeah. Um, Again, though, I I think that that is also kind of a straw social justice warrior thing that, like, a lot of people are afraid of and most people haven't actually encountered. I've never encountered this person. You know, as you said, nobody in your, like, friend group or that you have met has ever actually yelled at you for it. No. Or, like, been the stereotype, like you know how dare you misgender me you're evil and i'm gonna 
you know, tell the entire internet and slander your reputation. Um, well, I mean, I've seen one person get somewhat aggressive about yeah. pronouns before. Uh, and person, I'm not going to say but, people don't do that. I'm just going to yeah. say that I think that people who do that are misinformed, maybe young, maybe being really strident because they just got into the whole thing and they're really hyped about it. Maybe they're really traumatized, but like maybe some people are just jerks. And that, that's where your analogy, like new atheists came in where it's like, I lo- like, I've just discovered that this is an arena that I can fight in and it turns out I'm good at it because hits are really easy to score. Yeah. So or like, I'm, I care about it a I'm, lot I'm because gonna, it's super new to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that reminds me why I like this person's videos less because since they started, since they changed pronouns, they have made monumental t- and absurd efforts to not gender anybody in the video games they're playing. Mm. So like watching them play through Sekiro, there's a boss called Lady Butterfly <laughs> that people call her in the game because her name is lady butterfly (laughs) and she is a badass like ninja warrior person and yeah that's this this person moves mountains to call them they my my heuristic is so confusing and jarring because i know they're talking about lady butterfly right (laughs) lady butterfly doesn't wants probably wants to be called she right if to the extent that she exists at all i don't know she hasn't said so but well in i it, it strikes me as unlikely that Sekiro is doing this, like, under the hood, like, yeah. you know, uh, no, but, like, pronoun be- because game, Because the right? world isn't this perfect and, like, and I'm just... easy to, uh, what is it? Like, because the world is the way it is, uh, I, I use a heuristic where I will use what seems to be the appropriate pronoun based on someone's presentation. And then if they tell me that I'm wrong, then I will correct myself. And, but, like... If I don't know someone's gender and I'm not sure about it, then I will use the. If if, if someone... you're playing Sekiro and fighting a boss named Lady Butterfly, yeah, then I would say she. Okay, good. So so this person is pretty far in left field, like as, yeah. like they're okay, good. Yeah, I w- uh, probably somebody again who just found out about all this shit is like really hyped about it and is going way too hard on it. That's my read. All right, cool. That said. Fun, 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 fun place. I'll, well, I don't, yeah. it sounds like I'm talking shit about them and they're, they're, they're great. I don't like sound like you're talking shit about them. Oh, good. Cause to then me. in that case, I'll link to, to Marshall Dyer on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, please um, do. I want to yeah. f- actually like find Marshall videos Dyer that aren't people doing the, the, the person. Yeah. That's, and that's just what I searched to find videos by them. I'm not even sure if I'm subscribed to stuff. I, and they still go by Marshall Dyer? Yeah. Okay. What is Marshall Mail? Yeah. I thought that was a rank in the military although maybe that's their name also sure uh it's definitely their name also I, yeah I also don't. my great 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 grandfather's name was major so right. i mean <laughs> i'm not sure if major is a man or a woman name but if i had to guess it was probably a man name back in the 1860s i've got grandfathers named lieutenant and private so oh gosh no Oh, okay. <laughs> I was really... just making that shit up. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I may have said this in our Albion Seed episode, but I have an ancestor named Consider Wood who is a Quaker. Oh, that's right. You didn't mention that. All right. What was um, it? Consider. Consider Wood, the Wood family. His name was Consider. Hmm. As though you know, maybe Consider Wood. <laughs> if as, they did not get into the lumber to... business, they were seriously missing out. Yeah, I don't if know. their business name wasn't Consider Wood, <laughs> God. Million dollar idea. That's a good business name. Um, can I like? Okay, I think that we're probably going to have to make this. I want to quickly say that I, I object oh. to the idea of an honest mistake. That um, if if I was forgiven of making the honest mistake of referring to Marshall as a he, I would say no, that's not a mistake, and I don't feel I need to be forgiven for it. Okay, um, I want to get to the what I think the crux of our disagreement is: the idea that this constitutes lying, or people forcing you to lie. He said, when one insists that others use pronouns that contradict with one's sexual presentation, I'm required to overrule my own lying eyes and instead use arbitrary terms picked by that person. 
and I'm being forced to lie every time I speak of them, and I despise it. Uh, So I want to actually just quote something that my partner said in the original discard discussion. This comes down to a semantics argument for what he and she, etc., mean. Uh, I notice this is a particular resistant semantics problem because they're really weird words. They have their own special part of speech, not like an adjective, which is much easier to define. It's like a combination placeholder plus adjective. I think the crux of a bunch of the arguments, like using this pronoun feels like lying, is because of a disagreement over the definition of the adjective portion of the words. Camp 1, they describe perceived sex as perceived by the viewer. Camp 2, they describe gender identity or role, which the viewee has strong internal preferences about and feels more seen when other people say, yeah, I'm okay with you having that role, and your internal sense of identity is valid. Uh, And then Phoenix had asked, anyone who has an opinion on this, what's your definition for pronoun words, especially the adjective part? If you accept the framing that pronouns are placeholder plus adjective words. Oh, uh, I actually did respond to that uh, eventually. I'm not sure if I did on the Discord, if it was in the Facebook later uh, chat that we had going. But yes, I am very solidly in camp one. Mm -hmm. I remember that you said that. Um, What do you think, Steven? Um. I, I'm assuming that camp one is like the default, like, cause this is something that I've never really given a lot of thought to. And so I, mean, I, I would also say that camp one encompasses something like the super majority of the population. And so like over 90%. And so like, it's a, it's a safe default. Like, um, so that's not that's this isn't really like an abdication claim this is just like me as a descriptive claim right Mm -hmm. so this isn't my like position this is just like where i happen to be um like if i saw somebody walking the dog i'd be like oh look at that girl with her dog she's walking a corgi um i might do that or i might say look there's a corgi or something but uh i i would probably implicitly gender that person based on the presentation Mm -hmm. so i'm that camp i guess yeah i think like the there's a point where we diverge, where I agree with you, like, to the extent that I use the heuristic of, I look at the person and I make a judgment call, and I do it based on how they are presenting. And generally, this is correct. And sometimes it's not, and if somebody says that's not correct, then I believe them, and I respect that. And I'll, I'll, I'll believe them as well. I mean, I, it's like, how could I possibly know what's going on in their head, right? So, uh, it's, it's not a matter of me believing them. It's... Uh, I'm not sure what it's a matter of. Like, yeah, what is it a matter of then? I don't like, know. Who, who could I'm, who could say that I don't believe your 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 internal experience? I would um, direct that question to Ineash. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think Ineash would say that. I don't he disagree with that at all. Yeah, I think what you might, if I'm if I'm modeling where you're coming from, or why would I ask? Why would I try and model what you're where you're coming from when you're right here? What is there any <laughs> discrepancy there that, like, no. yeah, it, like that's your internal experience, and I also respect where you're coming from, but. Um, maybe so would you then i don't know like like i respect your internal experience when i use those pronouns that's merely a reflection of what i see but if their thing is like i'd feel better respected if you use this instead you i mean if they put it to you that nicely you would i've seen you do it right well yeah i mean um but that's where where the disconnect and like the, the the i try to either use they or completely like not use pronouns or not mention someone at all whenever this is a thing and that really sucks. It makes conversations hard and awkward because I'm constantly monitoring myself instead of trying to interact with people. But um, yeah, I do, at least I have been up until now, always 
tried very hard to be respectful of that. And I think just due to social pressures, I probably will continue doing that, but I'm not going to feel as bad about it when I fail now. Yeah. And I would never say that you should feel bad about it when you fail either. And if anyone makes you feel bad about it, then that's kind of something that is their issue. And again, like I do still have sympathy for people who do freak out about this kind of thing because I know where they're coming from. It feels pretty painful and pretty intense from the inside. And it also can't like not feel like what's going on there is I would like you to use these pronouns and like, okay, well, I believe that you identify as this and also no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like if we had the raced pronouns, like in Douglas Hofstadter's world, if there was someone who was black and really felt like they were white, uh, they could ask me to use the right pronouns. And I don't know, I probably would try to, and it would be a constant conflict in my brain and I would resent them, but it wouldn't change the fact that, that I see you them, resent as black. them and not the language. Uh, because the language already is what it is, and I mean, but it's made up. You yeah, can, you can choose to change it. Uh, people are. I mean, it's that. easy to say you can choose to change it. It's much harder to actually rewire your I, brain I and to re-engineer <laughs> and to re-engineer all of society around you. Uh, I think that society is shifting in this direction. I kind of pointed out earlier, but you used to be plural. Oh, well, yes, way back in the day. But yeah. the, there's... I mean, and they also has been used as a singular pronoun since the 1300s. Yeah, but it, it's not going know. to change the fact that people see people's race or sex. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not, but so, so, that, that sounds really like pessimistic and defeatist, kind of like, well, I don't think we can ever actually really like defeat racism or sexism because it's just... I'm not in, saying we can't defeat them. I'm saying that the ways to defeat them are completely separate from changing the language. Like, I think we, that there are short-term solutions, though, that you can do to make people feel better in the here and now. Like, f make them feel seen, validated, and respected, and show them that, like, actually, I do care about this thing that upsets you. I mean, do you see race? Yeah, everybody sees race. Right, you just made a joke earlier about people who say they don't see race, but we yeah. don't have raced language. No, we don't, and I don't think we should have gendered language. All right, well, I, I don't think that eliminating race or gender from our language really makes a difference. People were racist before. Even I think it makes a lot of difference to the individuals. It, make, it would make a difference to me. It, it, makes a, it makes me feel great when people use they, them pronouns because it means either that I see you as they, them, or I struggle with this and yet I believe you and I'm going to validate your internal experience and show that I care about you by like making this relatively really small sacrifice yeah but you were also really happy when people identified you as goth when you were a teenager right um yeah and if there were if there was a movement to have goth pronouns would you have felt really happy when people used goth pronouns around you i don't think so because i don't think there's any reason to have goth pronouns yeah but if the there was is, a like, social movement you'd be happy when people used goth pronouns around you it would mean they see you as goth I, like the thing is that uh goth i was intentionally pronouns. like I, th there was no way that i would not be seen as goth because i was putting on goth costume the same way i have been putting on girl costume my entire life right because i've been forced to that feels pretty bad like imagine if somebody made you wear a jock costume forced you into a uniform or like made you you know uh grow a beard and a mustache because you're not allowed to shave so see none of those things like matters because i'm forced into the male costume every single day just because of how i look so if, if i squint from the outside it looks like we're talking about two slightly two two easily conflatable but different things like you're saying just that you can make people feel better by adjusting your language am i like 
is that a very short distillation in mm-hmm. one sentence? And Inyash, you're saying, you're not saying that we won't make people feel better by adjusting the language. You're saying adjusting the language won't solve the underlying problem of transphobia and people being dicks to each other about their gender and sex. Exactly. And that the- and you're all, you would also probably agree with that, Jess, right? I wouldn't say that... I mean, I would say that that in itself is not a long-term solution. That is not going to solve the problem in of itself. But I also don't think that because this problem is hard and this isn't going to solve it, we just shouldn't do this small like thing that's an incremental step towards the thing that we want. And my, my um, contention is that it is not a small thing, that it is both very hard and very costly to change an entire language and that it has other effects that suck as well. Such as? Such as... Um, now, everyone, such as as I put in the reducing the gender to a uh, reducing the binary the spectrum to a binary that it pushes anyone who is not adopting the new non like both Stephen and me don't feel like male we're just like human and we happen to be in a male body and okay whatever cis by default cis by default is the term yeah that was coined for that and um. And now I get the feeling that, like, there used to be lots of different ways to be male. We were making real progress on, like, it was okay for guys to be stay-at-home dads and to be sensitive or to be metrosexual or whatever. And then this came up, and now all of a sudden, you either have to be non-binary or you're a hyper-masculine male. And I really, I dislike that. And on top of that, I feel like I am being drafted into this culture war anytime someone is requesting these pronouns, like... You either honor these pronouns and you join my side of the culture war or you don't. And now you're on the other side with the bigots. And I just I don't want to be in drawn into that at all. OK, well, describing it as a culture war thing, uh, do you actually believe that people I mean, like you're describing having no internal sense of gender mm-hmm. and feeling kind of distressed by people pushing you into a gender role? Do you believe that people could have that feeling but much stronger and that it could upset them their entire lives? Uh, sure. I just think that this is actually making things worse for people who have that feeling because like before there were many ways to be male and if you weren't like I, I understand what your argument is and I have a response to it. The thing is that uh I can guess a response, which is you'd said well repeat what you just said. Okay, that that there are people who feel this gender dysphoria and having this broken into like you're either male or you're non binary or you're female, uh, really increases the gender dysphoria. Whereas before people who were like kind of on the boundaries is like whatever you can be david bowie you can be the kind of androgynous uh guy but still be a guy and it's not awful and now it's like uh it really ramps up the gender dysphoria when you have to either be a masculine male or else you're non-binary so if i had to guess at a one sentence rebuttal what if the reported experience of people with gender dysmorphia was actually makes me feel better was that what makes you feel better the the different language or the the you know oh, the, having your gender validated or like the um you know i guess the the non having the non-binary slot like oh, okay. so you're saying you're saying it makes it worse what if the reported facts were from people that it made them made them feel better well when when your entire peer group is pushing you to either um you're a man or you're non-binary then obviously they're going to feel better when they ditch the man category uh all right can uh, i'll just respond to that one okay if i may so 
I disagree that we'd made enough progress through the early 2000s as a society to assert that it had become totally acceptable to defy traditional gender roles. Well, okay. I'll There's a, a bunch a of facts lot. that will. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody, uh, I wish I'd quoted it, but I, I kind of want to maybe bring it up next time. So there, there was somebody that had responded to that on the post, and I think they made a good rebuttal that that's a pretty rosy view. But um, just getting personal in my lived experience, I experienced gender normative bullying was discouraged from attending certain career paths due to them being gender inappropriate or too hard. Uh, never was able to have the kind of father-son relationship that my dad wanted to have with the real boy. He had three girls. At one point, he confessed to me that he thought I was as good as a boy, and I was really happy about that. Cool. Which later I realized meant that he thought that girls were worse than boys. Oh, not on, cool. On, like, net. Yeah. Uh, continually had my dresser behavior corrected as a child and have been pressured by my family to pursue the traditional female path of prioritizing marriage and kids over career or my other interests. But would any of that change if you insist on they pronouns? Um, like those shitty we'll people see, would still actually. be shitty. Uh, uh, the progressive movement has cut the gender spectrum down to three options I think is wrong in multiple ways. First of all, I'm pretty sure that you can identify as male, female, transgender, non-binary, agender, intergender, gender fluid, androgynous, bigender, demigender, genderqueer, gender non-conforming, pangender, two-spirit, but only for Native American, and so on, <laughs> ad infinitum. <laughs> and also the concept of a third gender or a gender category outside of male and female isn't a modern notion. It's existed across human culture and history. Non-binary genders were documented existing in Mesopotamia, ancient Egypt, early India, Greece, Rome, the Mediterranean, Old Israel, and across the early Americas, and in Inuit and other indigenous island cultures. I have like a fuck ton of examples of modern societies with recognized their genders, but I could probably just link to the Wikipedia where there's like 50 of them. Uh, if anything, the 20th century Western heteronormative culture is the one weird outlier. So I've heard the argument before that creating gender categories like transgender and non-binary limits what people who don't identify as belonging to one of these categories can or can't do. I don't buy that. It seems like the same identity politics trap that I hate, where a lot of SJWs and anti-SJWs fall into this. If you're forced to respect my gender identity and pronouns, then like now there's going to be less respect for your gender identity and pronouns. It's not a zero-sum game. There's nothing limiting respect or validity as resources. The same way that no gay person has ever stolen rights from straight people in order to get the right to marry or adopt children or not be lynched or chemically castrated or whatever. No trans person is trying to dictate what you're allowed to call yourself, or what clothes you're allowed to wear, or what emotions you are and aren't allowed to have. I don't think that anybody's trying to say, if you don't join us, then you're against us, except for maybe those super crazy Tumblr SJW zealots. But if you decide that you don't want to identify as trans or non-binary, that's fine. You don't have to be the He-Man woman hater or the Barbie doll girly girl like Kenya said if you don't want to. If somebody says that they identify as totally cis-hetero-female but they also want to shave their head and wear combat boots and work as a roofer and use a ton of curse words and otherwise defy every gender expect expectation, then like, great, I thousand percent support that. Trans people literally just want to be allowed to do their thing, be called the thing that we want to be called, and be left alone without people trying to harass and question and second guess and beat us up. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I just want to grant you've made really good points. This was the thing I was always kind of weakest on anyway, and I'm willing to walk back entirely what I said about the spectrum to a binary thing and grant that you're right. Also, I, I, go ahead. I liked a lot of what you said. I think um, I, uh, I mean, I all, uh, essentially all of it. I, uh, there was the thing at the top, like if if your parents called you they instead, would they still not be push, trying to push you to? Um, you know, have babies and do whatever women do or something like, 
I think that's that a, I guess not a rhetorical question. Calling me they is just kind of part of the whole acknowledging and recognizing that there is a felt sense of not having a gender that it feels bad and dysphoric to be pushed into a gender that I don't identify with and like if my parents knew enough to understand how to use the they them pronouns correctly they would be at the point where they knew about gender identity and they would at least see you for you as you see yourself yeah it's kind of like the pronoun thing is not even something that I'm going to like die on a hill for it's more the kind of whole idea that Inuyash had said a couple of times that I don't think that there is such a thing as a neutered gender which uh okay <laughs> i think it's i think it's time to wrap us up i i yeah I, it's late we haven't closed the issue but i feel like we've hit a good resolution and more importantly i feel like we've been at this for like three hours yeah. and i love you guys and this Which is great and really i had have. a lot of fun but yeah. um i also go to bed at ten thirty, and i'm not Same. gonna be home by then i get up so. at six well you win <laughs> i get up at seven twenty. so that said this is awesome uh light note i had a small movie i wanted to plug yeah. called bright burn which okay. was uh, the only so it was written and maybe directed by James Gunn, the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, um, okay. It is not like Guardians of the Galaxy, only in the sense that it has superheroes. It is a dark Superman movie that can only be accurately described as superhero horror. Another pitch for Brightburn: it's a tight ninety minutes. It's not it's not a long investment. It could have been a few minutes longer and had some stuff, but it didn't really need it. Some people complained. I looked it up for some reason because it didn't. It got like a six point three or something out of ten. So much rather that something was like a bit too short and leaves you wanting more than that it kind of drags and you're like, all right, they didn't really need that scene. Have you seen The Boys? I have. Yeah, it's like really dark superhero thing. It was awesome. That's (laughs) that was more. I I mean there was some dark humor. Yeah, and you don't really get humor and horror that often. Oh no no you don't. Um. It's yeah, so good when they do though. The boy, the boys, and Brightburn are both takes on superhero genre that are different than MCU or DCEU, but they're different in that the boys is just like imagine if this was super realistic, uh, and uh, Brightburn, <laughs> Brightburn is just like a, a horror movie, so it's fun. But okay. I did love the boys cool. too. The boys is like imagine if Superman got a cut, got a quarter for every l- Superman lunchbox sold, and he had the psychology <laughs> of a normal person, right? No, he's a, he has the psychology of an evil person. Well, no, Holander does. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking just like the other superheroes. Oh, the other ones. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah so yeah. like they're assholes yeah. and they get a cut for like going out there and making public appearances. And, right. you know, if there's a t-shirt with their name on it, they get a nickel. And like, you know, yeah. um, that's exactly how this would end up in real life. And that's pretty awesome. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's made all the more fun and more chilling by the fact that Homelander is essentially Superman. And he's the only one who's like probably a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And in the not... Um, you know, pejorative of people with psychopathy, but in the like, <laughs> in the in the in the evil person, in the every sense, but except cannibalism that we know of, Hannibal Lecter style psychopath, right? Okay. Where he's just like, yeah, I'm I'm a monster, and I it's a lot of fun because I'm Superman. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of in a related vein. This is old. It's from 2012, but I really enjoy the movie Chronicle, and I feel like not enough people have seen it. Chronicle. I think that this is a really. <gasps> Was that the like? Basically, it feels like Akira. It feels like. Yeah, but like, yeah, but actually done that. well. It, this is um, some kids get psychic powers, and then this is a really dark portrayal of what might actually happen if some kids got psychic powers accidentally. If you it's ever fucked up. If you ever wanted to see a live action Akira, it's I mean, it's not live action Akira at all, but I mean, it's it has the same. It has story. the same vibe, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I actually have something else to plug this time. I never have anything to plug. Mm-hmm. Um, a podcast for people who like story based podcasts. Uh that I would recommend is the Magnus Archives. I've been really enjoying this one lately. It's a horror podcast. 
it starts out for a pretty long time kind of being one-off um stories the thing that sets it apart i would say is um this is this, the backstory is that there is this magnus institute that collects paranormal or weird stories and they're all told by the person who experienced them so they have to within a 20 or 30 minute podcast tell a story that creeps you out but also you know that the person didn't die Ah. because they're telling the story yeah what's um, it called i'm putting that on the right magnus now. archives yeah i'll link to it too nice and then um so it's got that going for it and then also like really satisfyingly all the threads that seem disconnected start to slowly build up into a overarching Ooh. story that's really satisfying oh okay. so it is sequential it doesn't start out that way and it takes a while to get to that point but i was told by the people that recommended it to me wait till you get to like episode 20 or 30 and then everything starts to come together and i was like all right i don't see where this is going and then oh hmm, (laughs) this is getting fun because in my experience of listening to podcasts and producing one the first 10 things usually aren't that good (laughs) right um i would say that it's good but it's just like one-off horror stories with the um backstory or like framing device of this is this uh recording that is being stored by the magnus institute who collect weird paranormal stories that have happened to people and and then occasionally the person that's taking the account will kind of be like oh well, i don't believe that for a second because these things and then like slowly the like side notes and the person narrating starts to just build up into this overarching story uh it, it was very satisfying actually i was really like pleased when it all started to come together well i just downloaded the first three episodes i'm really excited yeah it's also like Made by British people who have just fantastic accents. Mm-hmm. So British. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yash, what lighthearted thing do you have to plug? Or I actually do fun? have something to plug, but I'll do it next time. No, no. Because I, I rarely have things to plug. It can wait. It, it's now, been, now the suspense will build. It, it's, it's, it's something that is already known in the rationalist community. It's just something I finally got around to. And I'll talk about it next time because we are at nearly three hours long here. All right. Yeah, Obviously, no less wrong doozy. posts, no less nerd feedback. We'll see all you guys in two weeks. We got time to thank a patron. I'll Do we really want to mar a patron's thinking with being in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay. I, if you, we will use this one to thank all the patrons, especially the ones who don't unsubscribe and hate me forever. The ones who after stuck it out I've through done. this episode, you yeah. in particular, we appreciate you. Right. The important thing to keep in mind is that everyone here is the same people you've grown to low, you know, grown, grown to, grown to know. <laughs> Oh, I and thought you were about to say grown to loathe. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. The, the, the might, ones, might fit now. The, the one, I was trying to say love and no at the same time. Mm-hmm. It, you know, like, if, and this is this is sort of my general thing if I interact with somebody, and my brother and I have been doing this our whole lives with each other for the most part, and so, like, when we try to do this with other people, we, we understand where we're coming from. Like, hey, if I ever say anything that comes off rude, you misunderstood. I wasn't trying to be rude. Or, like, it's possible to be rude on accident, but, like, um, it... What am I trying to say? If so, if someone has a position that you, this is actually a completely different point. So forget it. But the no, I, I feel the, like the, I, I want people to be honest with me. I want like my perspective is I have these things that I feel that I've done or whatever. I might be wrong. I want to hear other people's perspectives, and I don't want people to censor themselves around me and feel like afraid to offend me or whatever. I want to be open to constructive criticism. I want to be able to correct people if they're wrong. I want to be able to hear if I'm wrong and so forth and so on. You heard it. Constructive only. Right. Yeah. No. Like, keep yourself on the Discord, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which you've been doing a great job of. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I love the Discord. I 
like I'm sorry that I actually don't interact as much as I would like to, but I'm generally always stalking all of the Discord, so like I'm watching you. It was amazing how like common, reasonable this discussion was on Discord. I think people got much more heated about the UBI discussion. <laughs> they probably did. There wasn't a timer <laughs> in the economics section, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love this community. All right, everybody. This was awesome. We're going to bed. Okay. Good night. Good night. <laughs>